Being a chef means keeping your cool in the kitchen. And with Resi Priority Notify and Global Dining Access through my Amex Platinum card, right this way, it's nice to try someone else's food for a change. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet. That's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. What's up, this your boy Lil Duval, and check out my podcast, Conversations with Unc, on the Black Effect Podcast Network. Each and every Tuesday, Conversations with Unc podcast feature casuals and in-depth talk about ebbs and flows of life and the pursuit of happiness. Unlike my work on stage, I tap into a more serious and sensitive side to give life advice and simply offer words of encouragement, yet remind folks to never forget to laugh. Every Tuesday, listen to Conversations with Unc, hosted by Lil Duval on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, or wherever you get your podcasts. Presented by AT&T. Connecting changes everything. You're listening to Fox Sports Radio. Radio. This might be one of the only times in sports that you can overreact to a huge game and a big result, and you're, you're really not that crazy. I'll explain why that is coming up here in just a couple of minutes. Jonas Knox, Fox Sports Radio. You can listen to the show as always on the iHeartRadio app. You can find us on Sirius XM Channel 83 and on all of our great Fox Sports Radio affiliates. Wherever you are listening right now, we appreciate you doing so. Having some fun here from the Geico Fox Sports Radio studios where 15 minutes could save you 15% or more on car insurance. Visit Geico.com for a free rate quote. So the big story in the world of sports on Saturday was the big matchup, the return of Catholics versus convicts. You know, Miami and Notre Dame, two all-time great programs going head-to-head again. They're relevant again. They're playing in Miami. Uh, everybody's geeked out about it. The, 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 all of Florida seemed like they showed up to party and celebrate this. And then Miami goes out there and they put one on Notre Dame dominated Notre Dame. Notre Dame was favored heading into the game. And a lot of people felt like Miami hadn't really been tested. You know, like Miami hadn't really played anybody. They got a couple of fortunate breaks in in other games, miraculous catches, comeback wins, crazy stuff happening. And so instead of looking at it like, well, maybe this is a team of destiny, people just assumed, well, they got a couple of breaks, and as soon as they play somebody really good, they're going to struggle. 
And that game Saturday night wasn't even close. Not even close. Miami dominated. They looked faster. They looked more physical. They looked more buttoned up. They looked just. They were just a better team. Period. Brian Kelly had no answers. He took his quarterback out. He tried everything. Went went for it on fourth down. Uh, attempted to early in the first half a couple of different times, or excuse me, later in the first half a couple of different times, and it, it was desperation time really early. So that game was over. I mean, once Miami went up and it was 14-0, that was a wrap. Close the coffin, finish, Notre Dame season is done. But there was an, an overreaction that a lot of people felt that I saw sort of floating around on social media. And it reminded me of something. You know, because we all are guilty of this at certain times. Right? We, all, we all go through this at certain points of our life. And it doesn't even have to be sports. Like, we'll say something that we look back on and we go, God, that's just crazy. But then you do it again, and sometimes that hyperbole, sometimes the things you say, if you think about it, they kind of make sense. They're not that egregious. They're not that outlandish. And so it's like, you ever, when you're drunk, all right, let's let's just break it up because a lot of, we know what time it is. Like, let's go ahead and talk in a language that we can all understand, all right? Fast food when you're drunk always tastes really good, right? Yeah. I mean, there's many of you that are in a fast food drive-through right now. You're you're gonna get a you know some chili cheese fries and a and a hamburger that looks like three people slept on it for the last four nights. And listen, that's just the way it goes. You're drunk. You're 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 out of it. You just want food, and you're willing to take whatever. So sometimes you say outlandish things, not because you're drunk, but it's sort of because the appetite causes these reactions. Like, I can remember being like 21, 22 years old. And I don't know if this is a nationwide place, but Jack in a Box, certain parts of the country, there's more than others. Out here in Southern California, there's a bunch of Jack in a Boxes where we're at. And I just realized I should probably be careful how I say that. The Jack in a Box restaurant is what I'm referring to, the fast food joint. And so I can remember... When, you're, when we were hammered, for some reason, the jack-in-a-box tacos were really good. They were like two for 99 cents. And they were just awesome. And I can remember even saying out loud a couple of times, man, this is the best taco I've ever had. Seriously, the best taco I've ever had in my life. I've yet to have one sober. And I haven't had one in probably a decade. But in that moment, that was my reaction. And it was pure crazy talk. Fast forward a couple of years later. Same situation. Feeling a little buzzed. Leaving Lake Havasu. Stop off at a Red Robin near Lake Havasu. And I get this thing called the Blue Ribbon Burger. It's got like blue cheese crumbles on it. A1 steak sauce. An onion bun. And I have it. And I literally say out loud. That's the best hamburger I've ever seen. And you know what? To this day, that's the best hamburger I've ever seen and ever had in my life. In a restaurant, the best hamburger I've ever had. So the point being, sometimes you'll say things in the moment that are totally crazy. And you, and you look back and you go, oh, that's, that's insane. Other times, in the midst of the excitement, in the midst of everything else going on, whatever the case may be, it's not that far-fetched. Like, just because you say it and there's a lot of hyperbole attached doesn't mean you're always wrong in the moment. In one case, I was dead wrong. In the other, it still holds true. 
And so in college football, when we see what happened on Saturday night with Miami and Notre Dame, one of the reactions you got afterwards was Miami should be number one in the country. They should be the number one team in the country. You go on social media, that started to ring out. Miami should be number one. They're the best team in the country. Look what they just did to Notre Dame. Now, most people, including myself, that's called hyperbole. You hear that and you go, all right, stop. Let's do that. That's enough. Slow down. Relax. All right? Just calm down. That's an overreaction to the moment. That's jack-in-a-box tacos when you're hammered. Miami should be the number one team in the country. But when you actually think about it, here's why it's not that far-fetched, and it's not that far of a stretch. They looked dominant against a top-three team. It was a complete wipeout from whistle to whistle. Dominant. The previous number one team lost in Georgia. And also, because the college football playoff, that's a TV show. And I've talked about it this before. I think, and, and I have talked with people who cover college football, I've talked with writers, reporters, you name it. People that, analysts played college football, uh, people that do broadcasting, and they tend to agree that the playoff committee, when they're putting this together, when they make their selections, I think that the college football playoff gives them an opportunity to take some chances and take some risks. I firmly believe that. And I've talked to people who also believe it. So the committee can look at this and they can say, well, our top four teams are the following. Alabama, Clemson, Oklahoma, and Miami. Everybody would probably agree that's the top four. Wisconsin's got an argument. Auburn looked outstanding, but Auburn's got two losses. But if you had to go with four safe bets right now, you would say Alabama, Clemson, Oklahoma, and Miami. You think the committee, not part of them, is thinking to themselves, what can we get away with that would make this TV show better? And the answer to that is Miami at number one. And here's why. Because it's all going to play out anyways. They're going to play Clemson in the ACC title game most likely. So why not take the chance? Create some buzz. It's all going to be determined on the field. So why wouldn't you use this opportunity with a bunch of hype and some legitimacy to the claim and make Miami the number one team in the country? Now, again... I don't think they should be number one. If it, to, to me, Alabama's the number one team in the country. But, and Alabama should be number one. It's really not that far-fetched. Like, there are actual justifiable reasons why it's a realistic thought. And why it's not that insane. It's not that crazy. And sometimes, in the midst of excitement, we can use hyperbole. And sometimes, we don't have to be wrong. So when you see Miami and you see the reaction to them, initially you look at it and you go, oh, my God, have some more tacos. You guys are hammered. Uh, sober up. Go, go disappear for a while. Shower. And then we'll have a conversation. But if you really take a step back, you go, God, you know, there, there, is, there is a bit of a gripe to it. It's not that outlandish. When I started seeing some of the stuff on Twitter and people saying, oh, Miami's the best team in the country. 
my initial reaction was the same as as a lot of people. Oh, g- slow down, guys. Let's let's all slow down here. Let's let's take a deep breath. But if I'm the playoff committee, and we all acknowledge this is a TV show, what's going to make for a better show? Like, what's going to make for a better episode? You throw Miami in there, number one, and you say it's because of how dominant they looked against the top three team in the country. It'll get people pissed off. That'll get people worked up about it. It'll get people fired up all throughout the week. And guess what? It doesn't matter because it's going to play out on the field anyways. If I were the committee and I wanted to create some buzz, I'm putting Miami number one, period. Jonas Knox, Fox Sports Radio, 877-99 on Fox is the phone number, 877-996-6369. You can also get me on Twitter at the Jonas Knox. Uh, what does it mean when Geico says just 15 minutes could save you 15% or more on car insurance? It means you probably should have gone to geico.com 15 minutes ago. See, you guys thought we don't get sponsored here, huh? How about that? Geico, everybody wants in on this show. This is Weekend Overnights. All the big-time names went in on this show here on Weekend Overnights of Fox Sports Radio. Jonas went out and got himself some corporate sponsors. Bet your ass he did. Up next, there is a group of people who got completely screwed. Completely screwed. And it just happened a short time ago in the world of sports. I'll tell you who that is next year on FSR. Jonas Knox, Fox Sports Radio. Coming to you live from the Geico Fox Sports Radio studios. <laughs> oh man I'll be honest with you Sam I didn't know we were doing Ramstein this early in the show I don't know that I'm prepared for it emotionally yeah. now, listen, It's one of my favorite bands Start off with a bang right Yeah, there. Listen I, I, I'm, I'm fired up now I just wasn't prepared for it I thought that's kind of an hour two into hour three move Nothing gets you more amped up to talk about pro and college football than industrial metal. Oh, German techno metal yeah. is what I think they're referred to. Right. Yeah, I love Ramstein. Great great live band, by the way. Um, all right, so uh, coming up here, in bottom of the hour, which is a radio term for 10 minutes from now, 3.30 a.m. Eastern Time, 12.30 a.m. Pacific. Payne from PayneInsider.com, our professional sports better NFL analyst, is going to be joining us. A lot of fascinating things going on in the NFL, a lot of huge point spreads, things like that. So we'll break it all down uh, and get some of the dirt from uh, Payne coming up here in 10 minutes from now here on Fox Sports Radio. Uh, the whole crew is here, by the way. Uh, you just heard Iowa Sam who is uh, fired up. Iowa Sam is here. Uh, Even though the Iowa Hawkeyes uh, wet the bed, crapped the diaper, if you will, earlier on Saturday. That was a brutal mess. That was a brutal game for you, huh? Yeah, 60 total yards. When did you you know know that that game was over? Um, Well, it was pretty close for a while because of thanks to Josh Jackson, who's this awesome defensive back. Uh, Like second half, um, mid third quarter, because then they started to pull away. It was Uh a boat race. Okay. Yeah. Fair enough. That's fine, man. Listen, it was I, like fourteen or is ten seven at half or like fourteen. 10. Now you had two beers during the game. I had two brewskis, one for each touchdown that Iowa scored. All right. right. Um, <laughs> how bad did you want a third? Um, pretty bad, huh? These were Shaking? good beers, man. Were you, what, what what kind of beer were you drinking? I was having some uh, this lush IPA. Uh, I can't think of the uh, mm. the actual brewer, but it was really good. Uh, by the way, have you had Made West beer before? You heard yeah. of Made West? No, I haven't. It's damn good, man. Have you ever had Grain Belt beer? Uh, no, because my uh, taste buds work. <laughs> so I'm not really into Grain Belt. 
Yeah, well, it's uh, yeah, it's not very good. All right, fair enough. Uh, okay. Uh, also, Robert Desmani, the Bob Dozer, is here at Fox Sports Radio. I can feel it all the way down in my plums. Uh, Bob is. Uh, we've got the prop bet monster that we do in the final hour of the show. Uh, mm-hmm. If you've heard, if you're actually sober enough to stick through all three hours, <laughs> or you tune back in, we've got the prop bet monster and the sack. The prop bet monster sack oh. is filling up. It is getting full, Jonas. Yeah. So we will. Uh, we'll get into that later on in the show as well, too. Getting all um, swollen. Sam better have a donation today. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's got one. He's definitely got one. Um, there was a dirty joke there I had on my mind, but I'll go ahead and leave that alone. Uh, also. Uh, Ralph Irvin, our national update anchor, is here. And Ralph Irvin uh, likes to pay very close attention to a team that is very near and dear to our heart. If you're, if you're not familiar, and I mentioned this as uh, the tease going into this break, that there was a team out there, and uh, there was a lot of people in sports that got completely screwed. All right, And um, that team actually just finished up not that long ago. So here on the show, because one of the only teams that actually plays games while we're on the air are our beloved Hawaii Rainbow Warriors. So we have a great affiliate on the island of Oahu, Fox Sports 990. I've been lucky enough to be a guest on a couple of their shows several times throughout the the football season. Uh, very kind, uh, very good people. We have listeners out there on the great island of Oahu. We are the show of record at Fox Sports 990, Fox Sports Hawaii. Um, unfortunately, there's this thing that's not really all that good with Hawaii. Um, it's called their football team, okay? Because Hawaii stinks this year. They, they are stink. they are dreadful. All right. So, what we like to do because there's many of you out there who like to gamble, and there's nothing wrong with that. Many of us like to gamble, but you've got a real problem, and so you put all your money that you have left on Hawaii games because it's the last one going on a college football Saturday, and you're hoping it'll save your ass. So. For the latest on what went down on the great island of Oahu, where the Hawaii Rainbow Warriors were nine and a half point underdogs to Fresno State and the over under was 52. We've got Ralph Irvin here. He's got a coconut brawn. He's got a hula skirt. He's got one of those little banjos. You could put him on your dashboard. He looks so perfect. Ralph, what went down on the great island of Oahu? How's it, cousin? That's a ukulele, by the way. Aloha, brother. And our Rainbow Warriors were hosting the San Joaquin Valley's oh, hold on. Fresno State hold on, Bulldogs. Hold on. Did I call it a banjo? That's yes, a ukulele? That's right. an ukulele. Jesus Christ. I butchered that pretty well. Sorry about that. Meanwhile, in the Halava Valley that hosts Aloha Stadium, our Rainbow Warriors fell behind 31-21, but they came back. Or they were behind 31-7. They came back 31-21, challenging to make it a game late in the fourth quarter. Drew Brown now is going to hand it. Nope, fakes it. Moving to his right, throwing to the end zone. And is that picked off? It is intercepted by Fresno State in the end zone. And that will very likely put a wrap on it for Fresno State tonight. That's Hawaii Rainbow Warriors Radio Network. And that was, in fact... Just about it for the boys of Aloha. The knee taken by Marcus McMarion. Good job, Fresno dogs. State Bulldogs. Good job. Good a one. year after going one and eleven, improved to seven and three on the season. Five and one in Mountain West play. Hawaii went to a bowl game last year. Not going to happen this year. Oh, the Rainbow Warriors fall to three and seven, one and six in conference action. 
Yeah. And that's Paul Leffler from Learfield with that call. 31-21 the final. Oh, they're 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 awful. right on that number. Yeah, here's Dang. oh yeah. This is this is how amazing the people in Vegas are that set these betting lines. So the line was nine and a half and the over under was fifty two. If you had Hawaii and the over, you literally lost by a by a point. Because they went for two. Yes. You you literally lost by a point. So imagine, and this is the and people think I'm crazy, but there there you know who you are. You're probably not listening because you're depressed right now. You're on on top of your uh, apartment trying to figure out whether or not you can make it and you can actually fly uh, because you're so bombed and you lost all your money and you can't you can't pay rent and all the other stuff and you can't eat. So you, you've got starvation problems. Now you're thinking about doing a swan dive off the fourth floor of your apartment. It's, I mean, it's ridiculous. You, the people at literally wait until this Hawaii game because it's all the money they've got left. They throw it all down on Hawaii, and then you get screwed by a point. That is depressing, man. And the worst part is, because the games aren't televised, because they're so bad, that you had to stream it. So you had to put the extra effort in to find whatever pirated site you could find it online to watch Hawaii play, only to blow your money... Because they're not a good football team. That's a shame, man. That That's awful. Which is why what you do is whatever Christmas money you had set aside for the kids, take half of that, load it back into your gambling account, and get back at it tomorrow and bet on the NFL. That's the move. You want to be a gentleman and a good father? Take half your kids' Christmas money and gamble it away on the NFL. And that I'm is just about that action. Listen, boss. That, that's all the parenting advice I'm willing to give you. Take half of your kids' Christmas money and bet on the NFL to, on Sunday. And I'm not willing to share any more parenting advice. That's it. You are the father. <laughs> Jonas Knox, Fox Sports Radio, 877-99 on Fox, the phone number 877-996-6369. Get me on Twitter at the Jonas Knox as we come to you live from the Geico Fox Sports Radio studios. Up next, there's... There's a, a game in the world of sports that everybody pays attention to, right? There's, it, people are always on top of it. They always want to know what's going to happen. They're always watching. But believe it or not, it is costing several people out there a fortune. They don't even know this yet, but it's costing them a fortune. Our NFL analyst will explain coming up next. But for all the latest from around the world of sports, it's Ralph Urban. Well, thank you very much, Jonas. And you talk about all those people that... Had those tickets that were just a point off in that Hawaii game? Well, there are also a lot more that probably put money down on Boise State at Colorado State. And they saw the Broncos down 28-3 to in the second quarter. Well, good news for them. The Broncos came back 59-52 in overtime. The final, Boise State gets the win in Fort Collins. Meanwhile, on the top 25 scoreboard, number 10 Auburn, an upset winner over number one Georgia, 40-17. Number two Alabama did take out number 16 Mississippi State, 31-24. Number seven Miami, the upset of number three Notre Dame, 41-8. Number four Clemson, 31-14, better than Florida State. Number five Oklahoma keeps winning, 38-20. They beat number six TCU. Number eight Wisconsin, a 38-14 win over number 20 Iowa. One more upset in the top 25 as Georgia Tech takes out number 17 Virginia Tech 28 22 in the NBA a full slate of games but Milwaukee was a 98-90 winner over the Lakers 
Lonzo Ball did record a triple-double, becomes the youngest player in NBA history to do that. Kevin Love, 29 points, 15 rebounds, as Cleveland beats Dallas 111-104. The Cavs, though, still under 500 at this point in the season. With True Car, you can find out what other people in your area paid for the same car you're looking for. New or used, visit True Car to enjoy a more confident car buying experience. And, yes, we are just nine and a half hours away from kickoff of NFL Sunday, number 10. Thanks, Ralph. Jonas Knox here, Fox Sports Radio, coming to you live from the Geico Fox Sports Radio studios, where it's easy to save 15% or more on car insurance with Geico. Go to geico.com or call 800-947-AUTO. The only hard part, figuring out which way is easier. He is Payne from PayneInsider.com, our professional sports better. He's also an NFL analyst, always joins us at this time throughout the NFL season. And Payne, I want to start with this because I was I threw out an idea on the show yesterday morning where I said, why doesn't the NFL, like if they wanted to get rid of Thursday games, I wouldn't give a rip. I, I just don't care. So why wouldn't they just do every week back-to-back Monday night games? You know, started at, at 7 p.m. Eastern time, whatever, because that way you're not having to deal with the rest issue and players getting injured and, and the players don't like it, and you've got back-to-back games on primetime on Monday night. Do you, as a guy who watches the numbers and the volume that is bet on these games, do you see more action come in on a Thursday or, or just in primetime games in general? That's a good question. I mean, we have that initially to start the season, right? That Monday night football week one, it's it's two games back-to-back. You get the East Coast game starting a little earlier than usual. You get the West Coast game starting late, and it's just a doubleheader, which I think a lot of people like, although people on the East Coast don't get to see that late game, and I think that's part of the concern, the ratings for the NFL. And, and when you get that Thursday night primetime game, it's a standalone. The rest of the country's watching. It's now on two channels. So the betting handle on these standalone games definitely increases. I can see it from a player perspective. A lot of them are clamoring for a bye week before the Thursday game. Instead, they, they basically get the mini bye after. I don't know what works best. I really don't. I think you have to listen to some of your players here. But, again, this is a business. Ratings and the fans pay your salary. Uh, and, you know, injuries are a part of football. And I think it's all these ideas, all these solutions – they're being magnified now because it's not just the you know guy on special teams getting injured this season. It's big-name players, and so this is why these debates and discussions are happening. Now, I'm not a heavy gambler, but I lo- I, if, to me, if you don't know what's going on with the gambling lines or with fantasy football, you're doing yourself a disservice. I've always said that. Like You've got to know sort of the different angles and, and avenues and branches on the tree that are sports. And with the NFL, gambling is very popular. Sports betting is popular fantasy football is a form of gambling do do the people that bet a lot and i'm not talking about the professionals i'm talking about joe public the guys out there that are listening right now looking to get some information so they can make a wager do they go into each weekend with a budget normally is that how this works and then depending on how much they've got left in their budget on a, a sunday night or a monday that dictates how much volume you guys see Bankroll management is absolutely vital to this. I've worked with some of the sharpest guys in the world, sharper than me, sharper than you know a lot of guys, but they can't manage their money, and so they become long-term losers. Guys that literally win more bets than they lose, but because they don't disperse their funds correctly, know how to bet correctly, 
they become a loser. And so that's unfortunate. And when you talk about recreational bettors, there's certainly, as we talked about, these standalone games garner a ton more money. The Super Bowl garners a ton more money because the recreational bettors get involved. But, yeah, these certain time slots, right, 1 o'clock games usually pretty balanced, but you get that 425 game, and it's by itself. You get that Monday night game, and it's by itself. You get that Sunday night game, and it's by itself. You see a lot more action because guys are either looking to double up or chase, and that's an unfortunate situation. But, yeah, if you don't have money management, if you aren't properly saying, hey, here's my bankroll, this is the percentage of money that I'm betting on each game, it's going to be a tough road for you. It really does. And, and, and the whole key to that bankroll is is using a percentage base, right? As it goes up or as it goes down, your bet amount changes based on the percentage of bankroll you're using. So just to put this out there before we close this, this topic, if you're a guy who bets a lot of volume, you're looking at probably 1% to 2% of your bankroll in play on each game. If you're someone who doesn't bet a lot of volume, you know, maybe a handful of games, two, three games on a Sunday, you can increase it maybe 3 to 5% of bankroll on, on each game. Wow, look at you, the way you break that down. You're just a numbers guy, man. You, you, you're just, I'm working on it. Oh, I'm working on yeah, that, that, That's outstanding, man. Normally numbers just confuse me and wear me out, but the way you break it down, that's hot, man. That's good stuff. Round of applause for Payne. That is good stuff. That's quality numbers crunching here on Fox Sports Radio. All right, so he's Payne from PayneInsider.com. I'm done ball washing him for this moment. Uh, you can get him on Twitter, at PayneInsider, professional sports better, also an NFL analyst with us here on Fox Sports Radio. Going back to the Thursday game, Richard Sherman gets hurt. He's out. Uh, Dwayne Brown gets banged up a little bit. Seattle looks like they've got a lot of issues. The injuries in the secondary have not helped. When you're looking at that division, what does that mean to most notably the L.A. Rams, not only maybe in that division, but in the conference? Well, there's a lot of issues, as you alluded to, with Seattle. And now if the defense isn't 100%, that's that's going to be a big blow, right? You had Earl Thomas that's missed the last two games. My feeling is he has a speedier recovery now that Sherman's out. There are some question marks on that defense, not just in the secondary. They're having issues stopping the run this season. I know it looked a little better on Thursday night going against an Arizona Cardinals team that can't run the ball and doesn't have a great offensive line. But coming into that game, they were 22nd in stopping the run. So that was the way you beat Seattle. Offensively, there's just not enough consistency there because of the offensive line play. They can't run the ball. It becomes all on Russell Wilson. We saw that fantastic play to Baldwin down the sideline where he's running backwards 20 yards, pirouetting like he he doesn't have an offensive line, so there's some a lack of consistency there. And right now, when you look at the L.A. Rams, they're really consistent at this point. Golf becomes the big question mark. He had some regression before the bye week, but when you start to line up these schedules, I think it's an easy path for the LA Rams. I usually like to go with the proven commodity. I already have a future on the Seattle Seahawks, so I hope I'm wrong. But just looking at the schedule, it bodes a little bit better for the LA Rams. Um, let me. So I, I've noticed something here with this week. So we've got Pittsburgh's a double-digit favorite. You've got Detroit, a double-digit favorite. You've got the Rams, a double-digit favorite. You've got the Panthers, a double-digit favorite in some sports books in some places. How normal is that at this point in the season? 
We have seen a huge gap this year, and usually, you know, Todd Furman, my co-host, usually tracks this, and professional bettors start to dip production-wise right around week 9, 10, 11. You know, we like to bet the ugly teams, and it looks like the gap widens at that point in the season. So we do have a lot of double-digit favorites this week. You have the Indianapolis Colts. I know Pittsburgh's off a bye, but, you know, how interested were they off the bye? I'm not really right. sure. Houston, being a double-digit dog, is more a byproduct of losing Deshaun Watson, trading away their left tackle, and we know about all the injuries on defense. When it comes to Cleveland, there is a lot of value on them, and I know they haven't been covering spreads. A lot of their numbers are distorted. But you look at a game like Cleveland-Detroit this week, it was as high as 13. We're now down to 10.5, 11. Professional bettors are gravitating towards Cleveland, and for good reason, right? They're off the bye week while Detroit is on the short week having played Monday night football. Detroit getting a lot of perception in this line, right? You beat the Packers, but they had their backup quarterback. When you start to look at a lot of these metrics, it's Cleveland that shockingly has a better net yards per play than the Detroit Lions, and they're an underdog, and that's why we've seen professional bettors gravitate towards the Browns this week. Okay, what about your Dolphins? how, How were the Carolina Panthers an inconsistent team almost a double-digit favorite against the Miami Dolphins in primetime. Well, that's the big thing. In primetime has been the key. In the last two weeks, the Miami Dolphins have stubbed their toe in primetime Thursday night against the Ravens, 40 to nothing. Sunday night football against the Oakland Raiders, and most people fell asleep at that point when they were down double digits. Didn't see the heroic backdoor push or cover uh, after that two-point conversion. And there's a lot of things going on with Miami right now. They're dealing with some injuries. It looks like their best offensive lineman, Juwan James, right tackle, is going to miss this game. So that's tough. And I think there's perception in this line, right? You trade away Jay Ajayi, but I've said that's addition by subtraction. We saw last week this is an offense in the Miami Dolphins that wants to get the ball to their running backs through the air. That's Jay Cutler's best pass, really. It's that short pass. He made Forte legend passing ball. You know that as a Bears guy. And Jay Ajayi was the worst in the NFL in catching passes out of the backfield. Had 14 all season. The two backs combined in Miami had 12 against the Raiders on Sunday Night Football. So that's what they want to do. And they got some points out of it, right? You saw the offense moving the ball a little bit better. Devontae Parker was out there this past week. I think the number's a little bit high in just straight math, right? If you can get 10 with a total at 38, it makes sense (laughs) math-wise. I haven't jumped on it because of those key injuries for the Dolphins on that offensive line. So nothing for me there yet, but certainly we'll we'll be evaluating it uh, as Monday approaches. All right, two more for uh, Payne from PayneInsider.com, professional sports better, also the co-host of the Bet the Board podcast, NFL analyst with us here on Fox Sports Radio. All right, first... Dallas and Atlanta, how much movement did we see in the line when Ezekiel Elliott was, again, now suspended for six games? Well, this is key, right? Because we said last week it was about a a two-and-a-half-point move, but it was through zero, so that's not a key number. Right now we're on around the key number. So this was as low as two and a half. We're now out to three, but it's juiced. It's pushing towards three-and-a-half. The other thing that was holding this line up a little bit and didn't see it shoot out, 
was the status of Julio Jones. He had a mid-ankle sprain in the Carolina Panthers game, hadn't practiced all week, did get out there Friday, but there's varying reports. You talk to beat writers, and it says, Julio was out there. He was running around gingerly. Then Dan Quinn, the head coach, comes out and says, man, did he look explosive. So there's some question marks there with Julio Jones' ankle as well, and there's a lot of other guys in this game. When you're starting to gauge this one, you have to have proper player evaluation because so many guys are beat up. You potentially have Tyron Smith, the great left tackle for the Dallas Cowboys, out in this one as well, dealing with a groin injury. Uh, You have Des Bryant says he's going to play, but he's dealing with the ankle. So there's a lot of guys banged up on both sides uh, of these teams. So one thing we have seen, as crazy as it's going to sound, Dallas, Atlanta, two high-powered offenses, two defenses that aren't very good. Well, this got as high as 53. We're now down to 48 because all those big-name guys are injured. Okay, so there's just landmines everywhere. This game's a pain in the ass to bet, basically is what you're saying. (laughs) It is tough. At this point, I would lean Atlanta without Zeke Elliott with the possibility of Tyron Smith, that fantastic left tackle, being out. Because you have to imagine, right, without Zeke Elliott, we're going to rely on our offensive line, and now your best offensive lineman's out. One thing you're going to want to have to monitor, this is going to be interesting to me. During this six-game stretch where Zeke is out, let's find out what Dak is. Everybody just anointed him the second coming. He's going to be so fantastic. But there is not a defensive coordinator in the world that goes into game preparation saying, I need to stop Dak first. It's always Zeke. And now that Zeke's out, let's see what Dak has. All right, last game. Denver, New England, Mile High, Sunday Night Football. This is a a bit historic. For the first time in a long time, tell everybody why this line matters in Denver. Yeah, this is the first time in 210 home games the Denver Broncos will be more than a touchdown underdog, and I get it. They've looked horrible the last few weeks. The defense quit at Philadelphia a week ago. I know everybody was clamoring for Brock Osweiler, but that's not really anything that's going to motivate the team internally. They've already seen what he is. The one thing here, though, with New England is that offense has sputtered a little bit against this Broncos defense in recent years. We know Brock Osweiler did get a win as a previous member of the Denver Broncos in a primetime game winning outright against this New England squad. There are some injuries on the defensive side of the ball for New England. I know Hogan was announced out. And in general, the Patriots don't get pressure on the quarterback. Only eight sacks this year. So Brock Osweiler will have some time to throw. Let's see if he can find his own team. Payne from PayneInsider.com, professional sports better, NFL analyst. Tell everybody where they can listen to the fantastic Bet the Board podcast. Yeah, it's on iTunes or SoundCloud. Just search Bet the Board. Subscribe every Monday, Wednesday, and Thursday. NFL and college football from a betting perspective. You can get them on Twitter at Payne Insider. You're the best, brother. We'll do it again next week. Appreciate it. Enjoy the games. Jonas Knox, Fox Sports Radio, coming to you live from the Geico Fox Sports Radio studios. Up next, there's a, so it's a long shot that something crazy is going to happen in the world of football. It's a long shot. It, there is a possibility, but I'll explain why it's most likely not going to go down that way, and it's going to upset a lot of you. That's next here on Fox Sports Radio. Jonas Knox, Fox Sports Radio, coming to you live from the Geico Fox Sports Radio studios. You can also listen to this show on the iHeartRadio app as well as on Sirius XM Channel 83. Coming up in about uh, 10 minutes from now here on Fox Sports Radio, we will have another edition of Knox Locks. That is where I take four or five games in the NFL, I make my picks, and we see how we do. I can assure you that last week I got completely screwed. I got completely jobbed over by a member of this show, Iowa Sam, 
the only reason I bet on the 49ers was to show loyalty to you because C.J. Beathard played for your crummy Iowa Hawkeyes, and they stunk yeah, and cost me money. He's good for about 10 points a game. Oh, Shouldn't have done that, Jonas. Just an awful – it'll never happen again. Thank you, but shouldn't have done that. It'll never happen again. I will never trust the state of Iowa again. Oh, that's a bummer. And the second you started talking about Matt Campbell, Iowa State's lost every single game since. (laughs) It's true. Just a damn jinx. Wow. Yeah, I got screwed. Completely screwed. Um – so I was saying, but uh, I was saying this earlier in the show about Miami. So Miami wins on Saturday night, and there's this you know craziness. They should be number one. A lot of a hyperbole attached to it. But one of the things you noticed about that game on Saturday, where I mean, Coral Gables and you know South Florida, every, it seemed like everybody was there. They were fired up. You had all these Miami alum that were in the crowd or on the sidelines. It it the buzz is back with Miami, and 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 also with Notre Dame. So if you're looking at college football, if college football was watching this game, they were really playing with house money. It's a no lose situation for college football. Now, ideally, college football would love it if that was like a, a semifinal game or if that was a national championship game because you've got blue blood programs, recognizable programs with alumni and great history and history against each other that is still resonating all these years later and they're playing on a big time stage on a Saturday night in prime time. College football, just as a whole, is looking at that game on Saturday night going, you know what, regardless of how this turns out, regardless of what happens, we're in good shape. Because if you get Miami in the college football playoff, and again, they've got to do a lot of work. They've, you know, they've got to win out. They've got a couple of winnable games uh, remaining. I think they have Virginia and I think Pitt, which they should win. And then you've got an ACC title game against Clemson. But if Miami gets to the college football playoff, they're golden. I mean, the college football is thrilled because all the teams in the discussion to making a run at the college football playoff and a national championship are all these great big-time fan bases. Some of them have been gone for a while. Notre Dame's fan base was sort of limping around the last couple of years trying to figure out what they are. They're back, although they looked bad on Saturday night. They're still a good program and have had a good year. And Miami as well, too. So if you're college football, regardless of the result that you got on Saturday, you're sitting pretty because your blue blood programs from around the country that were really good 20 years ago that have these long-standing fan bases, all of them are back for the most part. All right, so uh, we got a tweet in earlier on the show. Jonas Knox here, Fox Sports Radio. That uh, Ralph Irvin, our national update anchor, sounds exactly like the Hawaii Rainbow Warrior play-by-play announcer. Now, I don't know the Hawaii Rainbow Warrior play-by-play announcer's name, so forgive me. But, Ralph, um, is there any truth to this rumor? Could you possibly be the Hawaii Rainbow Warrior football play-by-play guy and our national update anchor here at Fox Sports Radio? Mm, Maybe. Okay. Well... Can we do a side-by-side comparison to see if this is legitimate, that you do sound like the play-by-play man for Hawaii? Can we first hear the play-by-play guy from Hawaii? So Hawaii will have it now, third and three on the Fresno State 15. All right, can we hear professional Ralph Irvin now? 28-3 second quarter deficit. They win in overtime, 59-52 at Colorado State. Fresno State, they finish off in Hawaii 31 
21. Uh, you know, I don't know. That's pretty close. That's, that's pretty close, Ralph. Possibly. I mean, there's somebody also chimed in and said, uh, Iowa Sam sounds like Caitlyn Jenner, so it always could be worse. We're going back to the window, baby. We're going back to the window to try and make some cash, and we'll do that here coming up in just a couple of minutes. Jonas Knox, Fox Sports Radio. You can always listen to the show on the iHeartRadio app. You can find us on Sirius XM Channel 83 and on all of our fine Fox Sports Radio affiliates. Wherever you are listening to the program right now, we appreciate you doing so. Having some fun here from the Geico Fox Sports Radio studios where 15 minutes could save you 15% or more on car insurance. Visit geico.com for a free rate quote. So... We've got uh, we do something on the show called Knox Locks, and this is where I I'll take four or five games, usually five games each week, and it could be over unders, it could be point spreads, whatever, and we'll make our picks during the NFL season. And uh, we're starting to really pick up some momentum. Had a four zero and one week a couple of weeks ago. Was sitting at like uh, four games over five hundred, I think it was for the season after a couple of rough stretches, but starting to really pick up some steam. And so you go in last week, and I was feeling pretty confident about things. And most people don't want to talk about the games that they lost. I absolutely will. All right, because. I have to hear from you guys on social media. You like to bust my balls when I lose a game. So I will go back and I will break down every single game that I lost. I have no issues doing it. Um, I'm an idiot. I took the Tampa Bay Buccaneers plus seven at the Saints last week. Uh, Tampa Bay stinks. Jameis Winston is now out. Uh, Dirk Cutter looks like a lost head coach. New Orleans is a much better team. That was a waste of my time. I also took the Giants plus three and a half against the Rams. The Giants also stink. They're one of the worst teams in the league. Uh, I don't know why I continue to put my faith in the New York Giants. I don't know if it's just the name. I don't know uh, what is seducing me to pick the Giants every week, but it was a disaster for the New York Giants. I also, as we mentioned a a few minutes ago here on Fox Sports Radio, this is strictly a loyal pick that I made. Our tech producer, Iowa Sam, is from Iowa, obviously, or else we wouldn't be calling him Iowa Sam. I'd hope not. We're not that messed up. But I decided to be a little loyal with Iowa Sam, and I bet on the 49ers last week because I thought C.J. Beathard from Iowa, maybe he's got a little spur up his ass because he's thinking about the fact that they traded for Jimmy Garoppolo. Maybe he's uh, you know a little fired up, and he's thinking to himself, you know, I'm going to go out here and I'm going to show these guys they shouldn't have made a trade for a quarterback. That was also a waste of my time because I lost that bet as well, too. So, 0-3, 0-3, heading into my final two opportunities to win. I hit on the Cowboys. I love the Cowboys in that matchup against the Kansas City Chiefs. I hit on that one. And then I pushed on the final game, which was Sunday Night Football. I had the Dolphins plus three at home against the Oakland Raiders. And ladies and gentlemen, it was a backdoor cover supreme by Jay Cutler in a two-point conversion. And I somehow lucked out and got a push in that final game. So, 1-3-1 and one last week. A dismal performance all the way around, but it was saved a little bit later on with the final two games. So, a 1-3-1 and one performance now puts us at 21-20-4 and four on the year. 
I've barely made you guys money. You can blame Iowa Sam because he's a Hawkeye fan. I bet on C.J. Beathard, and, uh, and it totally cost me, and it screwed me, and it screwed you out of money as well, too. So you got to dust yourself back up. you got to get back up, dust yourself off. you got to get with it again, answer the bell. That's what we're doing now. It's time. Hey, lock it. Let's lock in. And now, and now, Knox Locks. Saints at Bills. All right, the New Orleans Saints are a three-point favorite in Buffalo. This is a 1 p.m. Eastern time kickoff on Fox. The Saints have won six in a row. They might be the hottest team in the league. But let's take a closer look at those six wins in a row. You've got a road win against an up-and-down Carolina team. You've got a shutout of a travel-worn Dolphins team in London. You've got a shootout against the inconsistent Detroit Lions. You've got a road win over Brett Hundley and the Packers. And you've got home wins against Mitchell Trubisky and a banged-up and overrated Tampa Bay Buccaneer team. I like New Orleans. I picked them to win the division before the season. But those aren't exactly the most impressive wins of the year. The Bills will be rested and will be coming off a national TV embarrassment against the Jets. Buffalo is also a much better home team going 4-0 this season and 3-0-1 against the spread with an average margin of victory in those games of 10.5 points. I love the Bills plus three at home. Packers at Bears. The Bears are a four-and-a-half-point favorite now. This is also a 1 p.m. Eastern time kickoff on Fox. I can't even remember the last time the Bears were a four-and-a-half-point favorite. i, I got to be honest. If they played Florida Atlantic last year, it'd be a push. It'd be, it'd be an even game. But here we are. The Bears a four-and-a-half-point favorite. The line moved from three. It was up to all the way towards five and a half approaching six now we see it back down to four and a half this speaks to the situation green bay obviously without aaron Rodgers, has been exposed as a bottom 10 team in the league in their first matchup against the bears the numbers were pretty deceiving aaron Rodgers had four touchdown passes but he only had 179 yards in the air That was the result of four Mike Glennon turnovers and outstanding field position all night long for Green Bay. Mitch Trubisky may not throw for a lot of yards, but he doesn't turn it over a lot, and they are coming off a bye week, which means he's going to be more prepared. And I think that at any point of this season, this is the best Mitch Trubisky will look. He's going to have this extra time to rest extra time to prepare, extra time to slow things down. This is going to be the most prepared he'll be for a game all year long in his rookie year. The Packers, by the way, are also coming off a short week. They lost on Monday night. They don't look good at all. I'm not crazy about swallowing this many points. Four and a half for the Bears, who have a a subpar offense, bothers me. But the fact that the line is at where it's at and it moved up and it was all the way to five and a half at one point, I'm going to swallow it. I'll take the Bears minus four and a half. Chargers at Jaguars. This is a 1 p.m. Eastern time kickoff. The Jacksonville Jaguars are a five-point favorite now. I like Jacksonville. I love their defense. 
I love their style, but I don't trust them. They've won two in a row against the Colts and the Bengals, but haven't won three in a row since 2013. If this were a normal matchup with a West Coast team playing on the road against a good defense in the 1 p.m. Eastern time slot, I'd lean Jacksonville. But the Chargers are coming off a bye, and they've owned the Jaguars recently, winning their last three games in the stadium with the swimming pool in it. L.A. is also 5-0 and against the spread in their last five meetings with Jacksonville. It may be the least watched game of the season. Uh, I don't even know if you're familiar who the Jaguars and the Chargers are, but I'll take the points. Give me the Chargers plus five. Patriots and Broncos. All right, Sunday night football. Big time. Sunday night football with everybody watching that's still awake and isn't too hammered from the weekend of partying. So the Broncos are a mess. They were embarrassed by Philly last week. They've lost four in a row. They've lost five of their last six. And the season is most likely over for Denver with a loss here. But as bad as things are for Denver right now, you know what they've always done really well? They've always played Tom Brady at home really well. Brady is 3-7 and seven in Denver and 0-3 oh and in the playoffs. Last year, in a similar spot, Later in the season, the Patriots were surging, the Broncos were reeling, and Brady completed just 50% of his passes in Denver. In fact, the Broncos were one of only two teams to hold Brady without a touchdown pass a year ago. I think Osweiler is a slight upgrade over Simeon, highlighting the word slight, but against the Patriots, the Broncos are 6-2 and two in their last eight games against the spread at home. I love the Broncos getting 7.5 points at home. Dolphins at Panthers. All right, Monday Night Football. The Panthers are a 9.5-point favorite on Monday night. Is there a six-win team that you trust less than the Carolina Panthers right now? What the hell are they? They beat the Patriots in New England, and then three games later, they get embarrassed at Chicago. They're competitive against Philly at home, but get blown out by New Orleans. Cam Newton plays decent one game and awful the next. They are the definition of inconsistency. And in their last seven night games, the Carolina Panthers are 1-5-1 and one against the spread. So why the hell should I trust Carolina to cover a 9.5-point spread? Listen, don't get me wrong. Miami's confusing as well. Whether it's a hurricane, uh, a big-time running back trade that nobody saw coming, or you've got an offensive line coach doing blow and sending videos out to a stripper, whatever the case may be, the Dolphins are all over the map as well, too. Carolina's got a very good defense, but so does Miami. Miami's defense is top 10. Jay Cutler also, by the way plays very well historically on Monday Night Football, and the Dolphins have won their last five games against the Panthers against the spread. I love getting that many points against an inconsistent team in primetime. Give me the Dolphins plus nine and a half. And that is Knox Locks. Can you a round of applause or something? Jesus Christ, we've got a studio audience. I can't even get them to, to show some reaction. Feel a lot better this week. A lot more preparation went into these this week. Um, really because I didn't go with my gut. I, I didn't put my faith and my loyalty in members of the show like I did with Iowa Sam. So I think it's going to serve me well this week. 
All right. 877-99 on Fox. Jonas Knox, Fox Sports Radio. 877-996-6369. You can also get me on Twitter, by the way, at the Jonas Knox. We do have great news. Check this out. There's a quick way you could save money. Switch to Geico. Yeah, Geico's on board with the show. Go to Geico.com, and in 15 minutes, you could save 15% or more on car insurance. Jonas went out and got himself some corporate sponsors. Hey, man, I'm a slut. Everybody wants in on this. All right, up next. There is a trend in the NFL that is going to be starting very quickly, all right? One team has had a ton of success because they went outside the box and did something. I'll tell you what that is coming up next here on Fox Sports Radio. Jonas Knox, Fox Sports Radio. Coming to you live here from the Geico Fox Sports Radio studios. You can always check out the show on the iHeartRadio app, and you can find us on Sirius XM Channel 83 as well. Uh, I'm going to tell you about a trend coming up in the NFL. You're going to start noticing more of it uh, the better this team gets. So we'll talk about it here coming up uh, in just uh, a couple of minutes. Also, bottom of the hour, 10 minutes from now here on Fox Sports Radio, it is the return of the ever-popular pro wrestler or porn star. If you've never heard the game before, if that sounds totally out of line and inappropriate, it's because it is... And you will only hear it on this show. So if you would like to participate in that, we are looking for two contestants. Here on Pro Wrestler or Porn Star, 877-99 on Fox is the phone number, 877-996-6369. Operators are standing by here for Pro Wrestler or Porn Star coming up in just a couple of minutes. Um, So I was noticing this with, uh, with the NFL. So we all acknowledge that it's a copycat league. That if one thing works for one team, other teams around the NFL will start to copy it. And so you've seen that in different variations of it. And because coaches are always trying to find intel, what's the next trend, what's going to work, what's uh, outside the box thinking, it, that's historically we've seen it all the time in the NFL. So years ago, you had the Wildcat, you know, the, the Wildcat formation a one team had a ton of success with it. Next thing you know, you've got all these other teams around the NFL who are taking their best athletes and they're putting them at the quarterback position and they're doing the wildcat. That just became the in thing. And it lasted for a little while. Running quarterbacks, you know, mobile quarterbacks who could work out of the pistol, the run, uh, run pass option plays, stuff that came from the college game. You see that and you go, Oh, that works. Let me see if I can get my guy to do it. So so quarterbacks like Colin Kaepernick and RG3, those became the in thing. Everybody wanted a quarterback who could do the RPO run pass option. That's just historically how it's been done in the NFL. One of the other things that is done, I think, is teams see how successful organizations are when they pick a head coach. Every year, six or seven jobs in the NFL come up for grabs and you'll see a firing at the end of each year. It's just the way that it works. Coaches aren't giving a a long shelf life in the NFL. That's the way it is. But if a team has success in one area, much like the run pass option quarterbacks, much like the wildcat formations, if they have success in one area in football, the trend is to, Ooh, that worked. Let's see if we can get it to work for us. The L.A. Rams have been fantastic. They've been absolutely fantastic. And it is purely coaching. Because you've got, listen, they upgraded at some areas. 
They upgraded offensively, added a couple of weapons here and there. But it's pretty much you know the same defense, same you know special teams, but they're I mean they're a legitimate Super Bowl contender out of the NFC. And I was critical of the Rams before the year, so I've been dead wrong on them. The Rams went out and decided, you know what? Let's go outside the box. Let's hire a 30, 31-year-old head coach. Doesn't have any experience, but we like his forward thinking. Let's have him come in. He's he's given us a plan. Out here in L.A., I remember hearing the buzz that the Rams gave him an interview, Sean McVay. They didn't expect a whole lot from it, but after sitting down with him, it was like, whoa, 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 whoa. This guy is, is impressive. This guy is even greater than what I thought. And so the Rams go out. And they hire this 31-year-old, this 31-year-old coach with no experience before. So they hire this 31-year-old coach, and they bring him in. He knocks their socks off in the interview. They immediately set up a second interview. They, they've got to talk to him again. They were totally blown away with it. You heard the same stories with Mike Tomlin in Pittsburgh. The Steelers didn't plan on giving Mike Tomlin the job. He wasn't somebody they looked at. And said, oh, this this guy's, I mean, we're going to give him the gig right off the bat. This, I mean, yeah, that's our candidate. They just kind of interviewed him just to interview him. Because, oh, you know, why not? I mean, let's just, let's let's do our due diligence here and let's let's check everybody out. So the Steelers interviewed Mike Tomlin and it was the same reaction. They came away with him. They were like, man, this guy interviewed so well. Holy blank. I mean, he might be a legitimate contender for the job. So the Rams hire Sean McVay because he knocked their socks off. And what he has done for Jared Goff and what he's done for that offense and the way that he's built that organiz- that team and that coaching staff to where he is so secure about his job that he brought in these other successful coaches, coaches that have been head coaches before. And you think a young guy like that takes over a franchise, might be a little insecure, doesn't want to give away too much power because he's finally got control of everything. And here he steps in and he says, you know what, Wade Phillips? I'm going to let you run the defense. And he's got he's so secure about the job and he's so secure about what the, he does that he does this strange thing where there's times during a Rams game you'll look at Sean McVay and he's sitting on the bench going over plays with Jared Goff, looking at the tablet, looking at what's coming up. You don't see other head coaches do it, even coaches who call plays. Like Jay Gruden doesn't do that. You don't see Pete Carroll over doing that. You don't see Bill Belichick in the middle of a game saying, hey, you guys watch this. I need to go go over this stuff with my... Like, it just doesn't happen. Dirk Cutter is not doing that. Doug Peterson's not doing that. It doesn't happen. But Sean McVay is confident enough and secure about his job and what he's trying to do that he's saying, oh, no, no, I don't mind. Yeah, you guys do what you got to do. I'm, I'm just going over to look at some plays. I trust that you guys can run this team. A lot of young, like if you're a young guy and you finally get your chance at the big time, you don't want to give away any control. Like, no, 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 no. I'm not giving away any control. This is mine. I'm going to run it my way, and that's the way it's going to go. That's what got Josh McDaniels in trouble in Denver. That's why Josh McDaniels, the, the wheels fell off because he all of a sudden got insecure about things, and then it fell apart. So Sean McVay has, has, and there has turned the L.A. Rams around, and he is the reason why it happened. And the crazy part is, he's only going to get better. Like, he's only going to get better as a head coach. If he's this good now, he's only going to get even better as a coach. So, earlier this week, I was talking with Brian Billick, 
won a Super Bowl in Baltimore. Um, you know, w- w- head coach for a long time in the NFL. And I was filling in here on Fox Sports Radio, and I was talking to Brian Billick, and I even asked him, I said, you know, Coach, a lot of people talk about how players improve from one year to the next, the older they get. How much did you improve as a head coach? And, and could you tell later on in your career that you were a completely different head coach for all the right reasons than when you first started? Oh, absolutely. The learning curve. You know, you, you prepare your whole career to become a head coach. And then you get the job, you sit behind the desk, you go, holy mackerel, uh, do I know what I'm doing? Because every new situation is just that. It's a new situation. I mean, you're familiar with it, but not as the head coach. So the second year, just the whole pacing of what you're doing, the confidence of, of where you've been before, what the expectations are, every aspect of what you're doing, handling the balancing act between dealing with the team, dealing with management, uh, dealing with the, the, the players uh, in terms of uh, uh, the personnel department, dealing with the media, dealing with the fans. You just have a better appreciation for the distribution of your time. And that was Brian Bill talking about and, and it's It's just a natural progression. Any job that you do, you're only going to get better the more reps you have. So if Sean McVay is this good, and I know injuries can factor into stuff and, and free agency and all that, so I get it. There's a lot of moving p- parts when you take on a job and there are different players coming and going. But if he's if Sean McVay is this good early on, what the hell could he possibly be? And you just heard it from Brian Billick. To where he said, "Oh God, I mean, it's light years different from from where you are when you first start." Like, I mean, just the the little things that you don't think about. The older you get, and the more experience you have on the job, you can sort of manage everything better. If he's managing everything this well already, what the hell is the next five years or ten years going to look like for Sean McVay and the Rams? The Rams are going to be seven and two later on. The Rams are hosting the Texans. Uh, no Deshaun Watson. They're 12, 13 point favorites in that game, they're going to be seven and two. They're a legitimate Super Bowl contender. When you get into the playoffs in the NFL, it, it's can you run the ball? The Rams can run the ball. Can you play defense? The Rams can play defense. Do you have a good special teams? Yeah, they've got the best special teams in the league. Like they're a legitimate Super Bowl contender one year after they were an embarrassment. They were a diaper fire. Jeff Fisher fighting with former Rams, getting fired midseason. Nobody showing up to games after they had been gone for 20 years. And you'd think everybody had a craving for the end. I mean, they're terrible. This is all a result of coaching. And teams around the NFL are looking at this and they're saying, you know what? Maybe that's the next trend. Hire a young coach. Hire a coach willing to to uh, not to not be worried about whether he's losing control of the team, and he brings on an experienced coaching staff. Maybe that's the next move. So, if you see this success, I'm telling you, this off season, depending on how this season finishes out for the Rams, if they continue to play well, teams looking for head coaches are going to be more likely to have open minds to a 30, 31 year old, or at least a younger coach with fresh ideas because they see how well it's worked in L.A. Jonas Knox, Fox Sports Radio, 877-99 on Fox is the phone number. That's an important number, and here's why. All right. Every single week at this time, we play a little something called Pro Wrestler or Porn Star. It's the greatest game show in the history of Sports Talk Radio. I can humbly say that. It's the greatest game show in the history of Sports Talk Radio. We go around the country. We look for a couple of participants, 
a couple of brave souls who want to participate in this phenomenal game called Pro Wrestler or Porn Star. And if you would like to be one of two of those brave souls, call 877-99 on Fox now. That's 877-996-6369, 877-996-6369. Pro Wrestler or Porn Star is next. But for all the latest from around the world of sports, Ralph Irvin. Well, thank you very much, Jonas. And there's a lot of shakeup in the top 10, top five even. Number 10, Auburn, a 40-17 to 17 upset win over number one, Georgia. So there will be a new number one in this week's poll. And it probably will be Alabama, the number two Crimson Tide. Took care of number 16, Mississippi State, although it was tight, 31-24. The final, number seven, Miami upends number three, Notre Dame. Gives the Irish their second loss of the year, 41-8. to 8. That's the final score. Number four, Clemson, 31-14. They beat Florida State. And then, well, how about number five, Oklahoma? Out of the shotgun. Baker's got it. Going to throw again. Looks left, looks back right. He's flushed. Now lobs it to Anderson. 15 to the 10. Bangs off a guy to the five. Still on his feet. And he's into the end zone. Get off of me. Rodney Anderson bouncing off frogs. Touchdown. That's Toby Rowland from Learfield with the call as... The Sooners were 38-20 to 20 winners over number 6 TCU. With True Car, you can find out what other people in your area paid for the same car you're looking for. New or used, visit True Car to enjoy a more confident car buying experience. And Jonas, there were 11 games on the NBA scoreboard Saturday. Of course, you can get all the scores at FoxSports.com. But one game does stand out as Milwaukee beat the Lakers 98-90. to 90. But rookie Lonzo Ball became the youngest player to ever record a triple-double in the NBA. Triple-double. Hmm. All right, let's go to Pro Wrestler Porn Star. All uh, right, well done, Ralph. That is uh, that is well done. Yeah, Lonzo Ball, all the uh, Lonzo Ball ball washers, no pun intended, on social media. <laughs> what about now? Jeez, man. You lost. Like, they're treating Lonzo Ball like he's their favorite stuffed animal. Like, people are trying to steal their stuffed animal. Good God. He stinks. How's that? They took my job! Relax, to joke. Relax. Jonas Knox here, Fox Sports Radio, coming to you live from the Geico Fox Sports Radio studios, where it's easy to save 15% or more on car insurance with Geico. Go to geico.com or call 800-947-AUTO. The only hard part, figuring out which way is easier. The calls are piling in. Everybody wants in on pro wrestler or porn star. If you think I'm full of it, all right, a lot of people think I exaggerate things. One thing I don't do is I don't lie and I don't exaggerate. We've got a thousand phone lines here at Fox Sports Radio. Everybody wants in on this game. If you think I'm lying, I dare you to call 877-996-6369. You're going to get a busy signal. That's a thousand people that have already called before you because everybody wants in on this game. All right, we're talking global stuff. We've had people call from Guam. Well, maybe not Guam, uh, but uh, like Bulgaria and like other countries that I don't even know where they're at. But like a lot of those other places they've called. But uh, but yes, 877-996-6369 for a little something that we call this. Is it a pro wrestler? Or a porn star? Genitalia, I love that. You have an affection for Big Mac. Time to guess that name. Yeah, it's that time. Every single week at this time, we play this damn game. Pro wrestler or porn star, where we 
just dive into the sick, twisted, and demented heads of a couple of participants every single week. So let's go ahead and see who we got first. Let's go all the way to line number 814. Steve is in Westwood listening on the great AM570 LA Sports in Los Angeles. Steve, what's happening? Hey, how's it going, bro? How you been? Good, man. What's happening? Just getting out of work. Yeah, where do, you, where do you work, Steve? Over here at the UCLA Hospital. Oh, nice. Yeah, pretty busy? Not too bad, not too bad. Yeah, there's a, uh, I had a, an ex-girlfriend that worked at some hookah bar in Westwood. Long time. Oh, yeah, 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 there's a couple of them over yeah, there. Yeah, I think it's called, uh, I think it's called, like, Gypsies or something like that. Yeah, there's a uh, Gypsy oh, Cafe yeah. right yeah, yeah. Yeah, because I, I, I don't smoke hookah. I, I've never smoked, even smoked a cigarette in my entire life. I've never smoked weed. Never even had a cigarette in my mouth before. That's a drop. Um, oh, man, but, you missing out on that. Oh, no, 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 I'm good, man. I don't need to walk the Green Wolf. But when I would go to that place, Gypsies, they would serve, like, these 32-ounce Bud Lights, and you, yeah, yeah. You, you have like three or four of those, and you could have told me I was a woman, and I would have believed you. I bombed, <laughs> just bombed out of my mind. I don't know. I don't know if it was secondhand hookah smoke or what, but uh, but nonetheless, you guys like to get after it in Westwood. So good for you. Hey. All right, all right. All right, so uh, let's see who who else wants in on this. All right, who else wants in on a, a little pro wrestler or porn star here? You know, let's go. Let's go all the way to Houston. LB, listening in Houston on Fox Sports Radio. LB, you there? Yeah, I'm here. What's going on, man? I'm good. How about myself? Good, man. What do you got going on? It's, uh, what are we, like 3.30 in the morning in Houston? What's happening? Are you still celebrating that Astros World Series? <laughs> no, actually, I'm at work. All right, where do you work, LB? I'm a uh, security patrol driver. Nice. Um, pretty slow. Like, so what do you, so after this, so do you listen to the show the whole four or three hours? And then what do you like, watch uh, Netflix or something like that? Just hang out a little bit? No, I actually listen to y'all all day. Nice. Uh, when's the last time you fell asleep while doing security? Be honest. <laughs> Come on, be honest. About ten minutes ago. Ah, oh, it is. Look at you. <laughs> Look at you. That, we like. Give me a round of applause for LB. A round of applause. That is called brutal honesty here at Fox Sports Radio. All right, good stuff. All right, so you are wide awake and refreshed now, ready to take on Stephen Westwood. Here's how this works. If you've never heard the game before, uh, I, you should be ashamed of yourself. This is a wonderful game. I've got a list of names here. It's either the name of a pro wrestler or. It's the name of a porn star. I'm going to start with Steve. I'm going to go to LB. If you guys are tied at the end of this list, we're going to go to sudden death overtime. Easy enough? Yeah. All right. right. So here we go. By the way, you can play the at-home version at the Jonas Knox on Twitter. Let me know how you did. Uh, And then uh, we can all have fun afterwards. All right. So here we go. First up for Steve in Westwood, California. Steve, the name for you, Jay Lethal. Pro wrestler or porn star? Jay Lizzo, huh? That sounds like a porn star, man. That is incorrect. That is uh, incorrect. Yeah, you're a pervert, Steve. That's incorrect. That's a pro wrestler. That is a pro wrestler. So we go over to LB in Houston now, ready to take a one nothing lead if he can get this correct. LB, the name for you, Marley Blaze, pro wrestler or porn star? LB in Houston. Hey, he's not Googling, is he? Hey, LB, you better not be Googling, man. 
Hey, LB, your phone's upside down. Probably fell back asleep. Did he fall back asleep? Yeah, let's put him on. Uh, we'll put him on hold, and we'll uh, we'll get somebody else, and we'll check and see if he did fall asleep. LB, last chance. All right, he probably fell asleep. All right, uh, next up, we will go on the fly here. Scott is in Minnesota. Scott, are you there? I am here. All right, so Scott, here we go. You are you're in for LB in Houston. I think fell back asleep. He's doing security, so at least that uh, the place that he's working for should feel like uh, they're in safe hands. All right, so Scott is in Minnesota. Scott, the name for you, Marley Blaze, pro wrestler or porn star? I'm going to go pro wrestler. That is incorrect. That is incorrect, but it's early. Listen, it's early, and you being the alternate now that you're in, we start off from scratch. All right, we go back over to Steve and Westwood. Steve, next name up for you here on pro wrestler or porn star, Chili Pepper, pro wrestler or porn star? That is correct. Look at you. Yeah, Steve on the board. So now we go back over to Scott in Minnesota. Scott, the name for you is Dick James, pro wrestler or porn star. Say it again. Dick. Dick James. That's porn star. That is correct. Yeah, that is correct. Over to Steve in Westwood we go, looking to break the tie here. Steve, the next name up for you, JB Psycho, pro wrestler or porn star? Wrestler. That is correct. Look at Steve is starting to feel confident. He is on fire two in a row. So we go back over to Scott in Minnesota. Scott, looking to tie things up here. The name for you is Hotshot Savage, pro wrestler or porn star? You said a porn star? Yep. That is incorrect. You know, Hotshot Savage is a pro wrestler, but I could see how you would think that is a porn name. I got you. I thought it was a trick question, like Randy Savage's kid or something. No, 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 no. Yeah, they, I mean, but again, there's a lot, all sorts of tripwires in this game, man. Like, I mean, you, one thing could mean one. You know, it's just craziness all the time. Uh, next up for Steve in Westwood. Steve, the name for you is Tanya Harden, pro wrestler or porn star? Oh, man. That's going to be porn star. That is correct, yes. A play on words. Imagine Tanya Harding, but without the G at the end. You know, Tanya Harding. That's why, yeah, porn star. All right, so Scott. Yeah, me too. Scott, in Minnesota, you need this in order to keep the game going, all right? Because if you miss, it's over. There's there's no possible way for you to come back and win, all right? So Scott in Minnesota, no pressure, but there's a lot on the line here. Are you nervous? A uh, little bit, okay. but Listen, go ahead. I mean, uh, do you have a uh, – is there a cocktail around? You got a drink on you or a, a shot you want to do while you're – to kind of mellow out a little bit for this? No, I'm a cab driver. I got some coffee going. Okay, yeah, we'll uh, take a sip of coffee, whatever. PEDs are allowed while playing this game. We do not test. All right, so here we go. Scott in Minnesota. By the way, Scott, what do you hate more, Uber or Lyft as a cab driver? I'd have to go with Uber. Oh, wow. Listen to that. Whew. Shots fired. How's that? All right, here we go. Scott in Minnesota. The name for you to keep alive and keep the game going is... Tory Secrets, pro wrestler or porn star? Tory Secrets. Pro wrestler. 
That is incorrect. That is incorrect. And with yeah. Steve in Westwood is your winner on Pro Wrestler or Porn Star. That's right, baby. Congratulations, Steve. Listen, man, you busted your ass at the hospital all night long into the wee hours of the morning, and now you are a winner in Pro Wrestler or Porn Star. I don't care if you saved a life earlier tonight. The fact that you just won this game is the greatest thing you've done in the last 16 hours. You know what I mean? That's right. That's right. There it is. So congratulations, Steve and Westwood, another satisfied customer and a champion on Pro Wrestler or Porn Star. Hey, LB, you still there? Yeah, I'm here. What happened, man? Uh, I must have hit my mute button. Oh. <laughs> All right, well, well, the game's over, but uh, but no, we appreciate you. Like, keep listening, though, because it'll make your shift there. Uh, shift, that's with an F, by the way. Oh, it'll, yeah. Yeah, so, so keep on listening, man. We appreciate it. All right, how about them Texans? Damn straight, man. <laughs> Probably going to lose by 30. But uh, hey, listen, uh, good, good for good for Houston. All right, so that is LB in Houston. He is there after all. Thank God he at least didn't fall asleep. All right, uh, Jonas Knox, Fox Sports Radio. Up next, we are going to answer burning questions. These are some of the most important questions that you will be asked, or I will be asked, all throughout the weekend. All right, so do not go anywhere. We'll have those for you next. Jonas Knox, Fox Sports Radio, coming to you live from the Geico Fox Sports Radio studios. Coming up less than 10 minutes from now, we will have the beginnings of our all-NFL hour here on Fox Sports Radio. So our all-NFL hour is coming up here uh, on FSR. But right now, as we do every single week at this time, it's uh, a little edition of this. When life gives you lemons, just say Lemons and hey, Jonas, you want to play a little game? Things are about to get real dark real quick. Uh, we want to know what poor fool would you rather be in our latest edition of Would You Rather? All right, and we turn it over to executive producer Robert Dasmani. Bob, what the hell do you want to know this week? You know, Jonas, there's a lot I want to know, but first of all, I'd like to know a little, you know, your little take on college basketball here. I know it's the NFL season, but college basketball just started, and we've Man. already had drama. Yeah. You know, UCLA is playing their home opener in China. And uh, LiAngelo Ball, the middle ball brother, yeah. goes ahead and gets himself arrested with a couple teammates for shoplifting in China. And uh, they're still in China right now. The team has already left, but the players have to stay yeah. under hotel arrest. Mm-hmm. So my question for you is, of those three guys, would you rather be LiAngelo Ball or the other two? The other two. Just because... Uh Leangelo Ball's the only one getting the headline, and ever like there's people out there. I hear people on on radio too complaining, like, "Oh, you know, other other kids stole too." Listen, <laughs> when you're trying to sell your house, are you gonna show? Are you gonna talk about your really nice game room, or are you gonna show off your bathroom? You know, I mean, come on, like it, it's 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 what's more appealing to to the people le- looking at it or reading or paying attention to the news. So I'd rather be the other two guys because he's always going to get more of the headlines. And I think the other two guys also benefit with Leandro yeah, while cares? being there. They're going to get kicked <laughs> off anyways. Yeah, who right. cares? All right, so let's move on to football. So there's been a few headlines this week involving the New York Giants. They're struggling. They're taking on the 49ers this week. There's been reports that Ben McAdoo has lost the Giants players in the locker room, and the front office has said they're not going to address the coaching situation until Mm -hmm. after the season. Right. So my question for you, if you're the Giants front office, 
after all these weird rumors and reports, do you go into next season with McAdoo, or do you start fresh after all the turmoil? Oh, I'd start fresh. It's over, man. Really? Like, yeah, I'd start. And yeah, I know what they were thinking. Like, let's keep an offensive guy there. But if you can get a big name coach, somebody who's going to come in there, and, and those guys are actually going to respect. I mean, it at one year, and there are uh, guys are jumping off the ship. Yeah, I would. Uh, <laughs> I, I'd I'd get somebody else in there. And I hate, I hate seeing people lose their job. But McAdoo will get another gig somewhere. All right, I got one last quick one for you. Jerry Jones is officially going after Roger Goodell's job. Mm-hmm. And uh, I just want to know, would you rather be, if you're another NFL owner, are you on Jerry's side or Goodell's side? That's tough, man, because Jer- Jerry has so much pull. Yeah, but Ro- Roger, you know. I know. Um, I would a lot of money. I'll go with Jerry because he's got so many other business ventures that he could probably hire you if you lose your job or you get <laughs> yeah, fired. So right you got I mean, come on, you got to got to be smart about it. All right, so all right, good stuff. Uh, all right, it is all NFL, and it's all coming up next. It is the all NFL hour here on Fox Sports Radio. Nothing but the National Football League for the next 60 minutes here on FSR as we get you geared up for another wild and busy Sunday in the NFL. Jonas Knox, Fox Sports Radio. You can always listen to the show on the iHeartRadio app. You can find us on Sirius XM Channel 83 and on all of our great Fox Sports Radio affiliates, wherever the hell you are right now. We appreciate you being part of the program as we have some fun here from the Geico Fox Sports Radio studios. We're 15 minutes. Could save you 15% or more on car insurance. Visit Geico.com for a free rate quote. So uh, as we do every time or every single week at this time, uh, we do want to update you on the very latest from uh, some of the inactives or the injury reports that are out there. This is when usually some of that stuff starts to come out. Um, Ian Rappaport of the NFL Network is reporting that Jordan Reed, the talented tight end for the Washington Redskins, he missed practice on Friday with a hamstring injury with a hamstring injury and is not expected to play later on today. Uh, Jamison Crowder, wide receiver, he also dealing with a hamstring injury. He is going to play as the Redskins take on the Vikings uh, coming up later on Sunday. Delaney Walker, the uh, Tennessee Titans tight end, is listed as questionable with an ankle injury. He is expected to play versus the Cincinnati Bengals. Danny Amendola of the New England Patriots, questionable because dealing with a knee injury is expected to play in Denver against the Broncos later on tonight. Marquise Lee, the Jaguars wide receiver, listed as questionable with a knee injury. He's expected to play according to a source. Uh, By the way, if you're a wide receiver in Jacksonville, aren't you always questionable, just factoring in that Blake Bortles is your quarterback? Like, Like, aren't you always questionable? Like, fantasy owners, if you have a Jaguars wide receiver, how's that feel? You know what I mean? Like, who the hell's throwing in the ball? Uh, But I digress. Uh, Emmanuel Sanders of the Denver Broncos, he is questionable, but is expected to play against the New England Patriots. T.Y. Hilton, who had a monster game last week for the Indianapolis Colts, he's got a groin injury. He's a game-time decision against the Pittsburgh Steelers, but there is optimism that he is going to play. Uh, Des Bryant, who has been battling a knee injury, and also been battling some ankle injuries as well. Uh, he's expected to play later on today against the Atlanta Falcons. Uh, this one was interesting. This uh, came out. Mike Wells of ESPN said that Andrew Luck headed to Europe to get a spe- some sort of treatment. Uh, he's trying some new techniques to get the pain under control. Um 
trying to get his shoulder balanced in terms of all the muscles working together. What a disaster that situation is. Like, what a complete and total disaster. Like, you got Martellus Bennett calling out the Packers team doctor, and they're all defending him, yet nobody can figure out what the hell's wrong with Andrew Luck. And then you got Jim Irsay calling out calling out Andrew Luck, questioning whether or not it was all in his head. So that is, so we'll monitor that, uh, that continued train wreck. That is the Titanic. Uh, the Indianapolis Colts are the Titanic. The glacier has already been struck. There's a hole in the side of the boat, and that whole thing's going down. Um, also, uh, just a couple other uh, injury notes as well, too. This according to Adam Schefter of ESPN, that uh, two weeks after fracturing his orbital bone, 49ers offensive tackle Joe Staley is going to start later on today against the uh, New York Giants. And uh, Bill's offensive tackle Cordy Glenn and wide receiver Zay Jones are both out against the New Orleans Saints. So that is everything we know at this point, all the key injuries and updates and all that stuff up to this point before we get you started in the NFL coming up later on. If anything else breaks throughout the remainder of the show, we will have that for you here on Fox Sports Radio. Uh, Jonas Knox here on FSR. So I was thinking about something. There's this ongoing story with Des Bryant, or not De- with Ezekiel Elliott, rather. And so Ezekiel Elliott, the suspension is back on. I don't know if there's any more. Like, I'll be honest with you, and I'm just going to be totally transparent. I have, I am so not interested in that story anymore, whether or not he gets suspended. And I don't know if if I'm speaking on behalf of everybody out there, but it is just fatigue. I think it's fatigue from the story. You're just tired of hearing about it. Figure out whether or not you're going to play. Figure out what the suspension is. And my my old thinking on this, and I've talked about it before, he didn't commit the crime in season. So if he didn't commit the crime in season, why do we have to take up a big chunk of the season trying to figure out what the punishment is? You had months and months and months, and you could say, well, the NFL can punish guys, and they can do this, and Roger Goodell's got the power, Oh, and that's fine. Fair enough. Do it in the offseason, bro. Like, you had, you had months and months and months to figure out whether or not this guy deserved a suspension. You delayed. You took your sweet-ass time. You could have done this in the offseason, and if you can't figure it out in season, then you table it until the offseason. That's why I said last week, if the NFL wanted to to get some favor back from the fans, if they wanted to, to to get some respect back from a lot of people, you know what the NFL should do? Step in, and you know what they should say? You know, listen, uh, we feel strongly and we feel adamant that he deserves to be suspended, but we don't want to take away and be a distraction from the great play on the field and all the great storylines in the NFL this season. So we're going to go ahead and table this until the offseason, then we'll revisit it then. The NFL could have totally looked like the, the the bigger person in this whole thing. They could have gotten a lot of respect from a lot of people if they would have handled it that way, but they didn't want to do that. They keep wanting to battle back and forth, and it's a let's see who's you-know-what is bigger, and they just continue to go uh, in one direction or the other. He's on, the suspension's on, it's off. It's just it's a tiresome conversation. It's tiresome all the way around. Here's what this does do, though. This opens up a major opportunity for Dak Prescott. So the Cowboys are taking on the Falcons later on. And uh, and I was talking earlier on in the show with Payne, our professional sports better. He's also an NFL analyst. And we were just talking about just different games out there. And one of the games, because it's one of the bigger games, and it's a late start, you've got uh, Cowboys-Falcons, 425 Eastern time on Fox from Atlanta. 
No Ezekiel Elliott. How does that factor into how you look at this game? And Payne brought up a good point, and it's a point that we've seen before about what this now does for Dak Prescott. One thing you're going to want to have to monitor, this is going to be interesting to me. During this six-game stretch where Zeke is out, let's find out what Dak is. Everybody just anointed him the second coming. He's going to be so fantastic. But there is not a defensive coordinator in the world that goes into game preparation saying, I need to stop Dak first. It's always Zeke. And now that Zeke's out, let's see what Dak has. And the Cowboys are still going to run the ball. All right, they're still going to run the ball. You're going to have a running back by committee. Rod Smith is one of the guys that, that people there are intrigued by. Um, he was an undrafted free agent. But you've also got Alfred Morris, Darren McFadden. So they're still going to run the ball, and they're probably going to have some success. But we've seen this before. If you remember a couple of years ago, the Seattle Seahawks, who had been this, look, Russell Wilson, we trust him to make throws, but we're really built on our run game. And what Seattle did is they would give the ball to Marshawn Lynch, they would grind you down, they would work the clock, and then late in games, that's how they would close teams out. That's why that big controversy in the Super Bowl, you know, you've got the ball at the one-yard line, what are you doing throwing it? You're that close to scoring, why do you throw the ball? Part of the reason that was so perplexing to so many people is because that was never... The da- that was never the Seattle Seahawks. They would always just give the ball to Russell Wilson or give the ball to Marshawn Lynch, and they would take the ball out of Russell Wilson's hands. And the one time you go against everything that you are, it turns into uh, an interception, one of the biggest plays in Super Bowl history, and you lose an opportunity to win another Super Bowl. And so that's why so many players there were still bothered by it is because you had so much success doing this one thing, you went completely away from it. What happened a couple of years ago when Marshawn Lynch started dealing with injuries, they shut him down for the rest of the season. And you know what they did? They handed the reins over to Russell Wilson. And he went on to be the best quarterback in the NFL the final six, seven weeks of the year. Go back and look at the numbers. A couple of years ago, crazy stats on Russell Wilson. In Marshawn Lynch's final year in Seattle, and they were a very similar sort of kind of a a similar I I guess model to the Dallas Cowboys to where you've got uh, Dak Prescott and you've got Ezekiel Elliott in Seattle you had Marshawn Lynch and you had Russell Wilson and you trusted Russell Wilson to make some plays but you really were going to rely on Marshawn Lynch to win games Marshawn Lynch went out a couple of years ago and like the final six seven games of the regular season Russell Wilson had like 20 touchdowns and one interception. He was unbelievable. And Doug Baldwin also was showcased, and Doug Baldwin became a star. So you're seeing this happen in Dallas now, and it might actually end up being a blessing in disguise for the Dallas Cowboys. Because really, what is Dak Prescott? He's a talented guy, good leader, much better than a lot of people thought. But the thinking with Dak Prescott is, well, you know what? Dak Prescott really benefits from having a strong running game. He's got a lot of weapons around him, so he benefits from having this strong running game, and he doesn't have to make all these throws. And I just get this strange feeling that we're going to see out of Dak Prescott what we saw a couple of years ago out of Russell Wilson. We're going to see a guy who can carry a team. I think you're going to see a guy who, if the, if, if, if 
designed the right way, game plan is positioned the right way, and Jason Garrett cuts him loose a little bit, I think Dak Prescott's going to have a lot of success. And I think there's going to be a lot of opportunity for him to have success in Atlanta on Sunday. So while we can focus on whether or not Ezekiel Elliott can play and what this does to the Dallas Cowboys, you're going to find out whether or not Dak can play and whether or not he can carry a team. And if it's anything like Russell Wilson a couple of years ago and what he did down the stretch when Marshawn got injured, Dallas is sitting pretty. They've got a franchise quarterback, and they can feel good about that. Jonas Knox, Fox Sports Radio, 877-99 on Fox is the phone number, 877-996-6369. You can also get me on Twitter at the Jonas Knox as we come to you live from the Geico Fox Sports Radio studios. Up next... We could see some history, all right? We could see history in the NFL coming up later on today. And there is one fan base who might be the most nervous of any in a long time because of it. That's next here on FSR. Jonas Knox, Fox Sports Radio. Coming to you live from the Geico Fox Sports Radio studios. So we've got a battle of the most negative fan bases in the NFL going on later on. And I will tell you why one of them is sweating bullets. They are sweating bullets. I'll explain coming up here in just a couple of minutes. Also, bottom of the hour, 10 minutes from now here on Fox Sports Radio. Mike Harmon, Fox Sports Radio's fantasy football insider, will be with us for another award-winning edition of uh, Disco Fantasy, we call it basically where we turn out lights in the studio we go on periscope you can peek in on the show and we've got uh disco balls and uh we've got flashing lights and all sorts of fun stuff it's really weird it doesn't make any sense it's probably not even that entertaining but we still do it and you watch it so whatever so that's coming up here in uh in about 10 minutes from now here on fox sports radio from my understanding so um we're going to also surprise mike Harmon on the air with a uh, with a segment, we're going to surprise him on the air. We are going to develop a brand new feature during Mike Harmon's interview, and we're not going to tell him about it beforehand. Now, I don't know if that is—I don't know if that's totally reckless, but uh, Robert Desmani uh, quickly. Um, Mike Harmon has no idea we've got this new feature for his interview, right? He does not. He's waiting okay. for me to let him in outside. Uh, that, that's fine. We'll, we'll let him wait there a little bit longer. I mean, it is in the 50s, so yeah. we'll wait him, uh, a little bit longer. Uh, I'd but, hug you, but you're not wearing pants. That is, that's, that's Mike Harmon. That is. All right, so we will not tell him. We'll surprise him with it because we've got special music for it and everything. So that is called that is called how you throw somebody under the bus live during an interview. So we will not tell Mike Harmon what new feature we have for the uh, for the interview when he comes up here in 10 minutes. We're just going to spring it on him. We'll see how it goes. Whatever. Get reckless, man. Take some chances. It'll be fun. All right. So there's a, there's a game that none of you are going to be watching. All right. I can just, I can assure you, unless you've got money on the game, unless you, uh, they're your favorite team or you have fantasy implications, none of you are going to be watching this game. But I'll tell you why this game is intriguing. Browns-Lions. All right, now before you turn the station or you switch over to something else, and by the way, there's nothing else on that's better than this, so just stick, stick here. Trust me. I get it. Nobody gives a rip about the Browns and Lions. <laughs> Nobody cares. 
And people that follow the Lions, people that follow the Browns, do not take offense to that. That's just the reality of the situation. It's okay. But here's what's interesting about this to me. These could be the two most negative fan bases in the NFL. Like, I don't know that you can find a more negative fan base than the Detroit Lions, other than the Cleveland Browns. But nobody wants to be the team that serves up the first W to the Browns. Like last year, the Chargers. That's who the Browns beat for their one win. And you knew, and I knew it just talking to Charger fans that work here at Fox Sports Radio who were saying, oh yeah, the Chargers are going to blow that game. That's, that's, a, that's a Chargers thing to do. The Chargers are totally going to blow that game. They're going to be the team that gives up the win to the Cleveland Browns. Like they just knew it. You just knew that was a Charger thing to do. And there's like certain things to where you just have a feeling that something bad is going to happen. Like you just have a feeling you walk into work or you show up to a bar or you uh, you run into somebody and you're like, oh man, this is going to get bad. Like there's something about this is not going to go well. And so here we are again. We're entering the second half of the season and nobody wants to be the team that serves up the first one to the Cleveland Browns. And so enter in the most negative fan base on the planet, the Detroit Lions. A team who not that long ago failed to win a game an entire season. And so the Lions are sitting there going, all right, well, we just won on Monday night, but uh, here come the Browns. And I can assure you, and if you're a Lions fan and you're listening to the show, or if you're in the state of Michigan or in and around Detroit, you know this to be true. If there was a game that the Lions would serve up, this would be the one. (laughs) And Lion fans are bleeping their bleeps because they know that this has got all the ingredients for a Lions loss. And I'm not saying that to be negative or to make fun. You know it, you feel it, and I guarantee locally in Detroit, at least two or three radio hosts throughout the week were probably saying, God, if there was a game the Lions were going to blow after winning and looking good on Monday night, it would be a game against the Cleveland Browns. So earlier in the show, we had Payne from uh, PayneInsider.com, professional sports better NFL analyst with us here on Fox Sports Radio. And he talked about this game specifically and why a lot of people feel like there could be uh, could be some troubling moments in this game for the Lions. When it comes to Cleveland... There is a lot of value on them, and I know they haven't been covering spreads. A lot of their numbers are distorted. But you look at a game like Cleveland-Detroit this week, it was as high as 13. We're now down to 10.5, 11. Professional bettors are gravitating towards Cleveland, and for good reason, right? They're off the bye week while Detroit is on the short week having played Monday night football. Detroit getting a lot of perception in this line, right? You beat the Packers, but they had their backup quarterback. When you start to look at a lot of these metrics, it's Cleveland that shockingly has a better net yards per play than the Detroit Lions, and they're an underdog, and that's why we've seen professional betters gravitate towards the Browns this week. It's amazing, man. Like, that you could not pit two more negative fan bases against each other than the Lions and the Browns. And here they are, and nobody wants to be the team to serve up that first Browns win. Nobody wants to do it. And I didn't think the Browns could possibly look worse than last year, but they do. They 100% do. Because, look, if you're the Browns, you're at Detroit, and then after this, the Browns have got the Jaguars, probably not beating the Jaguars, at Cincinnati, 
at the Chargers, home against the Packers. Yeah, this is so. If you're a Lions fan, you're just sweating this one out. This has got negative vibes written all over it, and we've seen it before. This is just the way that it goes. Um, another game that was uh, that's that's actually pretty interesting is for the first time in like over 230 games, the Denver Broncos are over a touchdown underdog at home against the New England Patriots. Like think of think about how good you have to be at home in order for that to happen. Like there are teams that are underdogs for an entire year. Going into this season, I think the Jets were an underdog in every single game. I think the Browns were as well too. Or it might by last year I think the Browns were, I think this year the Jets were before the season projecting how the the point spread would be throughout. This is the first time in like 233 games that the Denver Broncos have been more than a touchdown underdog at home. That's that's insane. That is in a crazy home field advantage. And you talk to to Denver Bronco players and they're they are a much different team at home than they are on the road. Like we we had Chris Harris who joined us uh, a few weeks back. Denver played Dallas in this game that was in a weather delay. If you remember, and Dallas looked terrible, and and there was a pick six at the end of the game, and Denver ended up winning the game and blowing Dallas out. And so Denver started off hot like they always do. And so I do a show here on Sunday nights with Brady Quinn, and Chris Harris joined us afterwards, and he even said going into the season, like the issue for the Broncos is later in the year on the road. But when they're at home, they're good, especially early on in the year because they realize teams aren't in shape. Uh, they're not totally in game shape. You're still playing in preseason mode. You're still uh, doing, uh, you know, they're not even doing two-a-day practices really anymore. So the first month or so of the season, when Denver plays at home, they're almost unbeatable because the oxygen, uh, they're playing at altitude, teams aren't in shape, and so they always feel like they've got a home field advantage. So when you factor in all the advantages they've got there in Denver, like two hundred over like 230 games and this is the first time they've been over a seven over a touchdown uh, underdog at home. It's crazy. That's a, that's a crazy amount of success that one team has at home. All right, Jonas Knox here, Fox Sports Radio, 877-99 on Fox, the phone number. You can also get me on Twitter at the Jonas Knox as we come to you live from the Geico Fox Sports Radio studios. Up next, we're going to find out the most important question of the weekend. Who the hell gets the bulk of the carries between Dallas and Atlanta. That question gets answered next, but for all the latest from around the world of sports, it's Ralph Urban. Number one was in action Saturday night, Jonas, but they won't be number one next week. Yes, to Cam Martin in the middle. He'll push the pile down to the 26. And Stan, we can count it down to zero. That's the Auburn IMG Sports Network as the number 10 Tigers upset number one Georgia 40 to 17. Number two Alabama, they beat number 16 Mississippi State 31 24. Number seven Miami, though, was an upset winner over number three Notre Dame 41 to 8. Number four Clemson, they won again 31 14 over Florida State. Number five Oklahoma 38 to 20, they beat number six TCU on the NBA Hardwood Milwaukee. 
98-90 winner over the Lakers, but Lonzo Ball did record a triple-double, becoming the youngest player in NBA history to achieve that feat. Of course, you can get all the scores right now at Fox Sports. Dot com with True Car. You can find out what other people in your area paid for the same car you're looking for. New or used? Visit True Car to enjoy a more confident car buying experience. And Jonas, we are just seven and a half hours away from kickoff of NFL Sunday number 10. And the Dallas Cowboys will be missing more than just Ezekiel Elliott as left tackle Tyron Smith will sit with groin and back injuries. However, there is good news. Des Bryant will play today against the Falcons. Thanks, Ralph. Jonas Knox, Fox Sports Radio. Coming to you live from the Geico Fox Sports Radio studios, where it's easy to save 15% or more on car insurance with Geico. Go to geico.com or call 800-947-AUTO. The only hard part is figuring out which way is easier. Uh, coming up in about 15 minutes from now, we will play and have another visit from the Prop Bet Monster. All sorts of juicy gambling lines we make up and you dive into uh, coming up in about 15 minutes from now. By the way, we were talking about uh, the Cleveland Browns, where are they going to get their first win? Uh, Andy Furman has chimed in. Andy Furman, the Cincinnati sports legend. Speaking of negative, he says uh, Browns beat the Bengals in two weeks. There's a shock. Stunning, stunning statement from Andy Furman. All right. Mike Harmon. Fox Sports Radio's fantasy football insider, he is the best in the business, is here for another edition of Disco Fantasy. Go to at Swollen Dome on Twitter. That is at Swollen Dome. We call this Disco Fantasy. The lights are out. We've got uh, some sort of a disco ball apparatus. And everybody, uh, I think we're, we're ready to get wild, man. Well, we got to get wild. I yeah. mean, the bars closed down here a little early in Southern California, so I, I'm not even loaded coming in here. I mean, uh, you know, I tried to get one last run in before yeah. coming well, in for Disco Fantasy to right. get my, my swagger on. But, you know, here we are. That, well, Iowa Sam had a couple of beers while he was watching the uh, Iowa dismantling earlier on Saturday, and he just kept drinking all the way through. Can't wait to see yeah. him three or four hours from now when J- Dan and I are, are on air. Yes, yeah. that's an exaggeration. That's, <laughs> that's going to work really well. <laughs> yeah, you guys. He's lying. Yeah, you guys have, have really good chemistry when he's on the uh, tail end of his shift. <laughs> I've, I've heard stories. All right, he's so, a liar. Shut up, Andy. Mind your own show. <laughs> All right, so Mike Harmon, I want to ask you this. All right, this is the hot burning question in fantasy football. By the way, we're going to surprise you with a new feature. I'm uh, a little frightened by yeah. that. And it's what kind of dumb prediction not, that I make okay. that you're throwing no, no, back? No, in no, my no, face. no, no, not like that. Not like that. Because everybody, anybody listening right now is hammered, anyways. I don't remember. Hi. But, <laughs> but uh, we're going to surprise you with that later on at the end of the interview. All right. All right. So who gets the bulk of the carries for Dallas? No Ezekiel Elliott. What does that mean fantasy wise for not only? Uh, the running backs there, but Dak Prescott, the wide receivers. How does that change things in Dallas? Well, you push that, or I heard you talking about it a little bit earlier. I mean, it pushes more onto Dak Prescott because as much as everybody says it's plug and play, that offensive line is not the same offensive line it was a year ago. Just go back to the first month of the season when Ezekiel Elliott was out of shape because he didn't think he was going to be playing, and he was 10 and 15 pounds overweight. That offensive line couldn't blow open holes for him. So thinking that a lesser back, Alfred Morris or Rod Smith or Darren McFadden is going to suddenly come in and dominate is is just specious reasoning. It's going to have to be on Dak Prescott to open things up and Terrence Williams or Cole Beasley alongside Des Bryant. They're going to have to come up big, and obviously Jason Witten's still doing his thing. But if I'm splitting them up, I'm looking at Alfred Morris first 
And then I'm going to look at Rod Smith as a bit of a flyer and a bit of a price shot. He's the guy that nobody picked up on waivers. Okay, everybody kept playing the dance week in, week out. Of, right. All right, Ezekiel's out again. I'm going to get Alfred Morris or Darren McFadden. Rod Smith's the last forgotten guy. And you watch, before long, he's going to end up having at least a split of that workload alongside Morris. It, okay, but is that even, at this point in the year, fantasy-wise, yeah. Is he, so he's worth a pickup? He's worth a pickup to stash, right? Because at this point, you're looking at also not, not only just what you're going to put into your lineup, you're looking to play defense as well. Right, so if you've got uh, an extra roster spot, and the trend has been to shorter benches, so perhaps you just don't have any fat to cut. Right, and and maybe maybe that's the case. But if you're you've been carrying that that second tight end that you don't use and who's really useless on a week to week basis, and you know except for the roll of the dice one every six weeks that he pops up for a big game, then it's time to cut and at least add Smith or whoever the last man is standing. That way, he's not in a lineup to beat you come playoff weeks, or maybe that's a guy that, as he gets eight touches a game, is enough to take one of the teams that's bunched up with you in the standings and maybe get them over one win on you. So, I mean, that's what we're looking at in terms of opportunity, both at the running back position and certainly when the targets start to go up at the wideouts. we got to start playing defense as well as we head towards the playoffs. Mike Harmon, Fox Sports Radio's Fantasy Football Insider, is with us here on Fox Sports Radio. You can get him on Twitter, at Swollen Dome. If you go to Swollen Dome right now, we are periscoping Disco Fantasy here. By the way, you can get a load of my shirt. It is a Deftone shirt. I dig it. How about Deftones? That is Uh, right. I think it's a small uh, now that I look at it, it's, uh, it's left it in the dryer a little. Because I don't long. think Smedium's an official. Yeah, so, I mean, maybe that's what we do. We come up with a T-shirt yeah. company, and it's all Smediums. I can't, but that's actually the size. Yeah, I can't even. I can't even wear my bra with this thing on. There's just not enough room to breathe. That's okay. getting all swollen. It's a true story. And right. Nice and tight. Uh, Tom Brady struggles in Denver. We know this. It is. Uh, it has been a house of horrors for Tom Brady. No, get your minds out of the gutter. I'm talking about. With an H, House of Horror. You said O-R-S. Yes. Um, so he struggled in Denver. What? What is that? So is he worth a play? Is this a different year? Is this a different Denver? Because the defense is still the same in Denver. The offense stinks. We get it. The defense is still good. So if you if you own Brady, do you play him? If you've got uh, you know one of these 15 wide receivers that are all under 5'10 in New England, do you play him? If you've got one of the uh, multiple running backs who just you know sort of rotate through, like what does that do to, to owning a, a New England Patriot this week in Denver? Well, part of it is Denver's the defense is on the field 42 minutes a game, so right. you know the tongues are dragging by the fourth quarter. So you're still going to have your opportunity if you're Tom Brady. So for him, he's still a top five play. I'm not. I'm not fearful of history. This isn't a Ben Roethlisberger. I still struggle on the road all the time, so you're finding the needle in the haystack. With Tom Brady this week, I, I think we're we're looking at a Denver team that that's much different in that regard. When we go and start breaking it down, the the rest of the squad, you're you're looking at Deion Lewis, James White's still going to catch his five to seven passes. So in PPR leagues, he's solid. Deion Lewis is probably your leader in the clubhouse with that twelve to fifteen touches. So he's going to come in as a back-end number two, white in as a third or as a flex. And then when we start breaking it out further to the wide receiving core, you know, beyond Gronkowski, of course, being a you know, top seven play regardless because right. you're looking at the red zone opportunities and that position that's so touchdown dependent. When we go through the, the rest, you know, Brandon Cooks is going to have his, his wits matched out on the, the edge. And no Chris Hogan means that you don't have that other – deep play 
on the outside. So it's going to. And Amendola's got a banged up knee. He's always banged up. So, you know, when we're looking at Cooks, he's going to be a top end number two. Matchup takes him down a few pegs, but makes it a little more difficult. The rest of the guys. Third, fourth, it's wide just a pain receivers. in the ass, man. Like, well, but they always have yeah, been, right? Like Trying to decide which guy becomes the the hot so guy. Frustrating. Save man. that one too. Yeah, it's so frustrating. Like if you've got a New England Patriot, like you never know, and you almost have to do the you know, law of averages. Well, if he was good last week, he's probably not going to be good this week. Like, not going to be the featured yeah, guy. Yeah, it's, it's just like what a giant pain in the ass that is. All right, and um, they've been that way forever. It's like uh, when Shanahan used to run. Run running backs. You need to you didn't know which guy was going to get the ball. All right, so it is time for a new feature on the. All show. right, all right. So Mike Carmen does this things, um, and we do not. We have music, but we won't play it yet. I'll I'll point to you, Sam, when to play it. So um, you do this thing called ninjas, right? Yeah, but all right. So ninjas is where there are you know guys that may be stashed or still available that that are interesting plays. So what we want to do to finish out each fantasy each week here on the uh, disco fantasy segment here on Fox Sports Radio with Mike Harmon. Fox Sports Radio's Fantasy Football Insider. We want to get Mike Harmon's three ninjas, three ninja plays of the week, especially at this time of year when guys are looking to to fill some holes, no pun intended. Get your mind out of the with that as well, too. When people are looking to... Like deep into a Saturday yeah, night. Yeah, people are looking to, to go on the waiver wire and pick up some players. Mike Harmon... We need three ninjas, and we thought, what better way to introduce this brand new feature about ninjas than playing this? So, Mike Harmon, are you ready? Let's get it on! To give America your three fantasy ninjas this week. Oh, I'd love this song, getting it flowing on an early Sunday morning. First off, we're going back to that New England-Denver game. We're going to take Devontae Booker. We're going to look for him to get a double-digit touch count. And try to keep Tom Brady and that offense off the field, giving some semblance of balance for Brock. Look, eventually Brock Osweiler is just going to have to start chucking the ball downfield. You're going to have no other choice. Uh, We're going to go to the wide receiver position. We're going to go to Adam Humphreys in Tampa. No Mike Evans means he gets to go after Buster Screen. And I had to save that name for you, Jonas. Buster Screen, the worst cornerback <laughs> running around the National Football League as Deshaun Jackson becomes the number one for Tampa and Ryan Fitzpatrick. Let's face it, the man has no conscience. Yeah. So he would probably be ninja number three, but it's too easy. It's too easy. Let's go a little bit deeper. Got to dig a little bit deeper. We're going to go with Josh Dox going up against the Minnesota oh, Vikings. Oh, another big game for Dox, and, huh? And Captain Kirk, two in a row. Look at you. Mike, can we get a round of applause for Mike Harmon? That is called Thank on you. the fly. Thank you. Let's go. On the fly. Outstanding. He is Mike Harmon, Fox Sports Radio's Fantasy Football Insider. Get him on Twitter, at Swollen Dome. You can hear him every Sunday morning coming up later on at 9 a.m. Eastern time with Dan Beyer, the best fantasy football show on the radio dial anywhere in the country. Look Period. at that. That's how it's that done. is my hype man in his small-ish shirt. <laughs> well, that's yeah, it is pretty small. All right, uh, so <laughs> coming up next here on Fox Sports Radio, we have got another edition of the Prop Bet Monster Don't Go Anywhere. Fantastic stuff for you as we get you geared up for another NFL Sunday. Jonas Knox here, Fox Sports Radio, coming to you live from the Geico Fox Sports Radio studios. Uh, we will have uh, the Prop Bet Monster coming up here in just a couple of minutes here on Fox Sports Radio. Reminder that Andy Furman and Brian know they do a fantastic show. And if I don't say it's a fantastic show, they'll spend the first four minutes of their opening monologue 
thrashing me for not mentioning how great their show is. See, you got a word great yeah, in once. you got to get great in at least yeah. three more times. Great, great, and great. Andy Furman, Brian No, coming up in 12 minutes from now here on Fox Sports Radio. By the way, uh, Andy Furman, I know you're listening. Um, he was uh, commenting on my shirt being so tight, and I told him it's because uh, the shirt that fits me real well is still in his clothes hamper. So, so if he could, uh, if he could go ahead and send that back immediately, I'd appreciate it. All right, enough with that. It's very uncomfortable, very awkward. But he won't. No, that stop. was that was well played. He won't stop tweeting me. Andy oh, Furman will not stop tweeting me. He's got a little time on his hands. All right, I get it's it. Either that, or he's going to send you mail. He's a liar. I love you, Andy. I haven't gotten a letter in a long time. I hate his guts. All right, uh, enough (laughs) with that. Uh, It's time for a little something. So the Prop Bet Monster, the loser last week had to donate an item, $2 or less, into the Prop Bet Monster sack. Iowa Sam, you were the loser. What did you decide to donate? I got a a pack of unopened wintergreen Tic Tacs. All right. Look at that. There you go. That's That's well. I haven't had a Tic Tac in a long time. Me either. You hear that, Andy? All right. (laughs) Um. <laughs> All right, uh, it is time for this week's edition of the Prop Ed Monster. Here to feed your degenerate gambling soul. <laughs> the Prop Bet Monster. <laughs> Chargers at Jaguars. How many people are at this game? Over or under fifty nine thousand. Oh man, um, you know, it's the Chargers. I'm going to say the under. I'll go under fifty nine thousand. I'm taking the under. Chargers aren't traveling because that's right around their average attendance. Iowa Sam, I'm going to take the over on that one. Uh, Bob Dozer taking the under, and I'm pretty sure they're still playing other teams' games on the jumbotron in Jacksonville. How about that, uh, Ralph Irvin? <laughs> Boy, it's a tough one, but I'm going to go over barely. All right. Next up. Packers at Bears. Who finishes the game with more passing yards? Brett Hundley, Mitchell Trubisky, Mike Glennon, or Don Mikowski? Oh, Magic Man. Oh, can you imagine a Magic Man? That's not a stretch, man. That's like a WWE move. All of a sudden, they start oh, playing man. music. He comes strutting down. Oh, the Magic Man. People forget about the Magic Man. Legend. Um... I'll say, uh, you know, I'm going to go with Trubisky. Why not? He had a week to prepare. Give me, uh, give me Mitch Trubisky, Mike. I'm going to go with Trubisky. You got the Bears as a, a rare favorite. What has it been? Like 15 years <laughs> since we've seen yeah. that. Uh, and then Brent Hundley, he's going to run the ball a bunch, but I'm not sure you're getting the passing yardage. Iowa Sam, I'm going to take Mike Glennon. So you're wow. going to lose, like, man. He, he, went, he went for a by <laughs> men. So, so yeah, reference. Menin. Look at that. He's a child of the commercials. Interesting. Yes. Yeah. Uh, Robert Desmani? Mitchell all the way. Ralph Irvin? I'm going to go with Mitchell Trubisky, although Don Mikowski was misspelled. Yeah, but it was phonetically. Like, I knew there was a J in it, but if I sent it over with the J, then the voiceover guy, he, there might have been a mistake made. <laughs> Majkowski. Yeah. Way to go, Ralph. It's radio, by the We're way. Wasting time. Next up. <laughs> Cowboys at Falcons. Who's the Cowboys leading rusher in the game? Alfred Morris, Darren McFadden, Rod Smith, or Dak Prescott? Uh I'll I'll do the safe pick here. I'm gonna go Alfred Morris. I'm gonna go on a bit of a price shot. I'm gonna take Dak Prescott. All right. Iowa Sam. I'm gonna take Alfred Morris as well here. Bob? I just want to shake it up. Let's go Rod Smith. 
Oh, that's a, a ballsy pick there. Rob I Herman. like that. Alfred Morse. All right. Come on, right. Next up. Patriots and Broncos. The first shot of John Elway in his suite during the game, over or under, halftime. Oh, God, that's under. Yeah, that's under, and Elway will make sure that that's under. Oh, under, no yeah. question about it, because they're going to talk about the Broncos yep. quarterback situation 100%. since Elway all the time. 100%. You might see Tebow before halftime. Iowa Sam? He'll be staring down at his empire like some kind of god. Under. Oh, yeah, yeah, you had to make a pick, too. I don't know if uh, that, that went oh, yeah, along forgot, with yeah, the He part. just wanted to call John Elway a god. That got oh. creepy. Uh, Bob Dozer? I'm going to go with the under as well. Ralph? Under. Have there been any other grammatical errors since that last one, Ralph? <laughs> Not as far as you know. <laughs> okay, next up. <laughs> Dolphins at Panthers. What happens first? A Cam Newton Superman celebration, an Indomitian Sue personal foul penalty, a Jay Cutler smile, or Ron Rivera taking his glasses off? Yeah, I don't. I think Ron Rivera's glasses are permanently there. I don't. I think he's like. It's like <laughs> Mr. welded on. Seriously, it's like Mr. Potato Head. Like, like <laughs> except you can take the ears and everything else. Just do not remove the glasses. Um, I'll go Cam Newton Superman celebration. I'm gonna go Cutler smile. Oh, Mr. Positive. Positivity. Sam, I'm gonna go Cutler smile as well. <laughs> Bob Dozer, I'll go with Cam. But Cutler did give us a smile last week. So, all right, Ralph, uh, Cam by uh, process of elimination. All right. Fair enough. All right. That is uh, this week's edition of the Prop Bet Monster. You know what I almost picked you up in a story yesterday? What's that? A Brady Quinn's medium jersey. Oh, yeah? yeah it was they on the one? rack. I don't know what they're... What, it was a Browns one, too. Number, old number 10, huh? Yeah. Yeah. The bummer, man. I had a good, really good story about when he got drafted. I was with my girlfriend at the time. This is before I even knew Brady, uh, clearly. And I said, man, I heard that guy in, in college. God, he just put up record numbers <laughs> off the field. And just as a joke. And she's all, oh, you think that's really cool, don't you? I'm like, well, yeah. And then you asked him immediately. And <laughs> oh, he course. said, absolutely. Oh, course. No, no question about it. No, he's a good dude. All right. Uh, we'll be back next week. Jonas, son of a bitch. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare.
If a new house is on your wish list in the next five years, grow your savings faster and experience your dreams with an Ohio Homebuyer Plus account from Kemba Financial Credit Union, a savings account specifically designed to save for a new home where you can earn 7% APY, a $500 matching bonus, and a $1,500 mortgage closing cost credit. Learn more at Kemba.org. Offer expires March 31st, 2025. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. NMLS 292230. Equal housing lender. Federally insured by NCUA. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. 